Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, and today we're here to talk about WrestleMania. That's right, WrestleMania. My cousin Kyle is here. Say hi, Kyle. How's it going? See, Mike is not here, so I had to do it to you. You also didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Way. No, that's, that's fine. I'm not that's gonna. Okay. I'm not your monkey, Matt. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Fine. Fine. We also have a very special guest today. We have Miss Bianca Corelli. How are you today, Bianca? I'm doing just fine, thank you. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing really good. I've had a really nice day for a Monday. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. I'm very glad to hear that because it's been very yeah. rainy over here. But usually I like yeah. Mondays. Mondays aren't too bad. You get back to back to normal, getting your week started off as long as it's a good Monday. You start your week off right and breeze right through it to the weekend. Yeah, I like the I actually prefer start. Mondays. Me to too. what? <laughs> to, to Fridays? No, no, to like... I mean, well, a lot of people just hate on Monday. Um, Mondays aren't that bad. It's the Tuesday and Wednesday I hate. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you it's on just, that. Monday's just too far away from the weekend. That's the problem. It's like when you're running uphill and you, when you start the run, it's not so bad. And then you get about halfway through and you're like, oh, God, this sucks. Oh, my gosh. That is a very good analogy. <laughs> that is very relatable. <laughs> I'm That's full amazing. of them. <laughs> full That's of something. Well, Bianca is going to be in a pageant soon called Galaxy Canada, and that's in this August, I believe. We were talking about it before we started recording. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what you're going to be doing. Yeah, so in August, I'll be in the Miss Galaxy Canada pageant, competing for the title of um, Miss Galaxy Canada, naturally. And uh, right now, I'm just you know trying to involve myself as much as I can in the community and host positive events. So like last week, I did a boxing event and... Um, the week before that, I taught a science class to some high school kids. So I'm just trying to get involved. And I'm kind of representing right now, like, my my home region. So I'm Miss Galaxy Peel because I live in the Peel region. So it's a really good fitness school. And a, there's a lot of really nice girls that, you know, you make long-lasting friendships with. So I'm looking forward to it. That's pretty cool. So Galaxy Canada must be the coolest name for a pageant that I've ever heard. <laughs> That's very science fiction. Oh my gosh, we were talking about Star Wars last time, weren't we? Yes, I know. <laughs> oh my god, it's like the Star Wars pageant of Canada. That is so funny. <laughs> oh I would Bianca, absolutely go see one. Bianca, I do have a question, if yes. you don't mind. Does Bret Hart have any involvement in the Galaxy Canada pageant? <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no, no, he does not. It, it feels he like he should. <laughs> he really should. <laughs> oh he is god. the center of the Canadian universe, so... I mean, oh my gosh. he should definitely be hosting it, but no one that hasn't been arranged yet. <laughs> they need to. They need to get on that. I Honestly. don't know how to follow up with that from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, I can just like all I can imagine now is we're talking about science fiction and Bret Hart. So like <laughs> the girls having like a Princess Leia, like the white robe she wears in A New Hope. But like, and they do the ears, but over the white robe is like Bret Hart's black and pink singlet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that would, that's the new Halloween costume. That would be very unique. Like how do you Miss Galaxy Canada. It? I love it. The best pageant there is, was, <laughs> or ever will be. I kind of like it too, because like my dad, he was Miss WrestleMania. 
Like, yes. or I guess my aunt, right? Was, was yeah. Miss so to be, to be to be clear, as as Bianca is explaining this, her father is Santino Morella, which means her aunt is Santino. Yes, Morella. my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my aunt. She is so beautiful, my aunt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I will tell you, your father's a very handsome man, but I don't know so much about your aunt. Thanks. So. <laughs> I guess I think I have to. I'll agree with that. My poor aunt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Just moving on. Funny. <laughs> yeah, moving on. We don't want to embarrass you. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up actually because I totally forgot to. As I'm driving to work this morning, I was thinking, you know, we're going to talk about a pageant, and I'm pretty sure Santino was Miss WrestleMania one year. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I guess it runs in the family. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> what I want to see is I want to see you win Miss Galaxy Canada. I want you to wear the, the sash, and I want your Aunt Santina to be in a picture with you, oh and I want God. it posted on Instagram. That would be such an amazing photo. <laughs> That'd be my profile picture for the rest of my life, I think. <laughs> I could probably Photoshop dad? that, to be completely oh, honest. Gosh. Yes, Seriously? please. Okay, that has to happen. <laughs> that's that's your new number one job, Kyle. So he, Kyle is legitimately a graphic designer. Oh. He creates all of our covers and stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, I <laughs> so expect that happening. very quickly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all you got to do is win, so no pressure. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll do my best. It's amazing. I just it's have to amazing. not fall, I guess. Mm. Just don't trip. Mm. Don't, don't pull a Mandy Rose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. That's so mean. Like, it's well, so mean. It's not really. It's fitting to the topic. Listen, <laughs> she really has been, uh, she, she hasn't totally embraced it on social media. I've she has. Saw. She's been a really great sport. Yeah, there's been some good memes and she's posted them. They're funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let's move into WrestleMania. Cool. Night one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's how it opened. First of all, it was slipping raining. And I read online that uh, God is getting his win back from Vince, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> but Vince opens a show at 8. Okay, at 8 o'clock. He opens a show. Every superstar is out on the stage. All of them. And Vince opens a show. Welcomes everyone back. Welcome to WrestleMania. And we fade to black. It was great. Rhea Ripley was crying. Good stuff. You've all seen it online. However, then we got a new Then, Now, and Forever video, which is awesome, by the way. I'm glad they replaced the other one because I liked the original one and did not like the last one. Just me being picky. And then we go to... Michael Cole and Samoa Joe in these like ponchos. And it was the greatest night of my life to see Samoa Joe in a poncho. Oh my gosh. It was, it was so good. It was so good. The show didn't start for another 30 minutes because of rain and weather delay. Um, so we got some unscripted promos, which is really, really great. Now, Bianca, as a professional wrestler, tell me, do you prefer to be scripted or do you like to go off the cuff and uh, do your own thing? Um, I do like to go off the cuff, but I feel yeah. like, you know, sometimes I'll kind of tell myself, you know, hit this point, make sure you hit this point. Right. And, points, yeah. Yeah. So like sometimes I'll have a couple points, but I don't like rehearsing. I, I feel like often my first try is like my most organic. And then if I have to replicate that, it just kind of comes out unnatural because you're saying the same thing over and over, you know? Right. So I do like uh, offhanded promos, but I mean, there's something to be said when you 
say it over and over and you rehearse it, maybe you actually improve it throughout your tries. So it could really go either way, I find. Okay, great. So, Kyle. Yes. Basically, all these promos were unscripted, and fans have really been wanting unscripted promos. How do you feel they came off? A hundred times better. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've said this for a while. Uh, Every now and well, actually, pretty much every show, I think, WWE on Raw or SmackDown, whatever, they have like these fallouts or something or these backstage things. Well, they'll just like somebody backstage random, like basically most of the time it's just a cameraman, will find a superstar and say, what do you think about your match or whatever? It's totally unscripted. They just talk about it and then they just throw it up on YouTube. And, and they're usually so good, so much better than what they put on TV, like nine times out of 10. And, you know, the the one out of 10 that's like not that good anyway, I'll take that every time. Like that's part of the whole magic of wrestling is, you know, it's kind of anything can happen. And I mean, Bianca's right. Like the the first attempt on stuff is usually going to sound, especially if you're not like a professionally trained actor, actor the first go is going to feel the most organic. And I mean, it's basically what we got here at WrestleMania. So I, I think this should do it moving forward because it was a hundred times better from everybody who did it. Yeah, I actually really agree. To be fair, they did handpick some guys that could really talk about it. You got Seth Rollins and the New Day, Kevin Owens. It's not like they're, you know, picking someone that they didn't trust. Like I, I specifically think that they picked people that they knew they could trust. So MVP and Drew, Drew uh, McIntyre was out there. It was, it was really good. And like, I'm not going to go over all the promos, but especially since they were unplanned, but they're really solid. And I'd recommend anybody that didn't watch WrestleMania. And if you do, why are you listening to a wrestling podcast? But anyone that didn't watch WrestleMania to go back and watch it. Like it's, it was really solid. Really, really good. Uh, Rain delay ends around 30 minutes in and we move to Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. So here's how, <laughs> here's how things went. Okay. Tennis in normal clothes. Hogan. Yes. In normal clothes, which we need to point out because in night two, we did not get the normal clothes. We, we got Pirate Hulk and Pirate Titus. That was funny. I liked that. It was great. I loved it. It was like their costumes were late by one day. Like Amazon missed. They didn't have a Prime account, so it was a three-day delivery. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they didn't have them on the first night. But they come out. They're hyping up the crowd. Titus is from Tampa, Florida. WrestleMania is in Tampa, Florida. Titus is doing a wonderful job. He is getting a roaring positive ovation from the WWE Universe. All the fans, 25,000 plus. Poor, poor Hulk Hogan. This man opens his mouth and gets wildly booed. And it's really funny because when you're watching it live and you hear really loud boos, but also a lot of cheers. And then you go back and you watch everything on Twitter and there's there's no cheers like there's it's not it's not there so i'm not going to get into the whole thing that the hulkster did we're not doing that today but it's been years now and the universe is still pushing back against him which i find surprising what do you guys think i mean like not i don't want to say surprising because i don't want to say what he did wasn't terrible but a lot of times, people, especially wrestling fans, get over things pretty quickly. It's been years, and he's still getting booed. I just thought it was a little surprising. 
I do want to point out, uh, and this will be the only joke I make of this, not even, not even my joke. Um, it was somebody on Twitter said that this is mainly about the night two when they were in the pirate costumes. Uh, Hulk Hogan said, uh, he called them like scoundrels or scallywag or something like that. Just using pirate lingo. And then Titus told him not to say that. And I don't know if that was meant to be like a joke about that, but somebody was like, it is very ironic that Titus is telling Hulk Hogan what derogatory terms to not use to the fans of WrestleMania. But to make it even better, somebody commented on it and said, he even used the hard R. Oh, oh my wow. God. Oh my God. I thought that was grade A comedy from the internet. Oh my gosh. The That's pirate so good. Pine was used. <laughs> wow. I also did read that uh, this man has great foresight because he built a boat right before a thunderstorm. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> it's terrific. So I just. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I, Bianca, go ahead. Well, I did think like, you know, like you said, it has been a long time. So I was really surprised because at first I was like, you know, what's with all the backlash? Like what's with all the comments I was seeing online? Like I, I didn't really understand at first. Like I knew that thing from years ago, but I didn't really think it would have carried on. Like it's, it's Hulk yeah. Hogan. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's awesome. Um, So I was a little bit surprised, but then, you know, I, I you know, I was actually talking to my dad about today and I asked and I was like, you know, is that because of years ago? And he said, yeah, he goes, I, I don't know. And he said, you know, among like a lot of the wrestlers, like Hulk Hogan's like a really cool guy and like no one has any problems with him. And he's never actually been like, you know, racist in that way from what I've heard anyways. Right. So like, I feel kind of bad that that's, you know, that's what the internet does. Like they just jump right. on something and they're like, oh, you're canceled. This is canceled. Like <laughs> that's like, they're like online bullying people by just like everyone makes, you know, mistakes or everyone says, things maybe sometimes they wish they didn't but you know right. that that's part of life so i i do feel like it was kind of i'm not i'm not saying what he said was right or anything like that but i'm just saying like as good people we kind of need to be more understanding i think right I well it, it's kind of like um sean michaels going to canada and for years basically until brett forgave him uh, he oh. got booed out of the building and yeah, some people will time. still boo him and they'll never change their mind. And it's the same way with Hulk. Obviously this is much different <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> Montreal is like, you know, it was a real thing, but I mean, yeah, it's completely it's different, yeah. but um, in the same way, there, there's always going to be people who will never forget it and they just won't like Hulk for that. And that's fine. It's, you know, it's everybody's free to feel how they feel about it. Um, and yeah, I think there's always going to be those people um, and Hey, that's their choice and that's, they're done the wrong with it. Yeah. Has it so different we, strokes for different folks. Exactly. <laughs> so we opened the show with Drew McIntyre gets a huge ovation against Bobby Lashley. Let me, let me tell you. So we had independent wrestler, Scotty rock. Um, I know. I'm sorry, Scotty. I can't, I can't say it your, your, your way. Um, and Micah and Kyle and I all predicted all the matches. Here's the Lashley versus McIntyre pr- predictions here. Uh, Matt picks Drew. Mm-hmm. Scotty picks Drew. Kyle picks Drew. And Micah picks Drew. So to our surprise, what happens here? And, okay, so here's how the match went. First of all, it was freaking awesome. Okay. Two giant monsters absolutely destroying each other. Loved it. My only concern, and it is not with the match. The match was friggin' great. 
But this is the first time you've had fans back in a year. And you open the show instead of giving them the big baby face reaction. You have the baby face pass out after he gets distracted by the heels manager like yelling his name. So I thought the match was laid out incredibly well. I thought the workers worked it incredibly well until the very end when MVP is like, yo, Drew, and Drew like turns around and then like basically goes back to Bobby, attempts to clay more even though he doesn't get a running start, and then Bobby puts him in the hurt lock and Drew passes out. So again, match was great, kind of an underwhelming finish for me. What did you think, Bianca? Do you agree with that? Well, I definitely agree. Like it was a great matchup and just like the intensity in the beginning between them, like just two big guys, like just like kind of grappling like that was really awesome. Um, So I I really liked the match as well. Um, I noticed like when he got the hurt lock on, like there was one, um, I think it was the finish there. Um, So he, he tried to run up the turnbuckle. Yeah. To get out of the hurt lock. And I can't remember if that one was successful or not, or if he actually kept him in there. And that's when. Yeah. So he didn't get out of it. He like did a backflip and kept it on. It was really interesting. That was, that was super cool. I I really liked that. Um, Me too. Really old school WCW. Yeah. But like, like you said, like, you know, I didn't really expect it to, to end with like a a submission like that, but, but I, I really liked it. I liked the whole match to be honest. Okay. What do you think, Kyle? Do you agree with me, or do you think the whole thing was great? <laughs> I thought the match was good. Uh, a good way to kick off Mania. Uh, well, so it was a good match to like open the show with. I just didn't like the finish. Yeah. Um, I think MVP. Of course, he had a bad knee, and that might have played some part in it. I would have liked to see him, like, you know, at least try to bring the ref over. Grab Maybe the ref gets in Drew's way. Uh... Yeah, something to where he just doesn't yell at Drew because he was yelling the whole match several times. So um, for him to just, you know, yell once that distracted Drew, it, it made Drew not look so smart. And then he just whipped on the Claymore. Um, yeah. But honestly, I, I it wasn't out of the realm of possibility for me that Lashley could have won here because he did just get the title and he's, you know, been protected pretty well. Um, right. It was just the fact that they opened Mania with it. And like you said, it's been so long since they had fans here. Drew didn't get his moment last year. Everybody just assumed he's got to win to get the big pop. Like, I think fans, most fans wanted to see it. And for him to just like pass out from the hurt lock and the the finish be kind of weak, that's what really took away from it for me. It wasn't wasn't necessarily that it actually won. It was just kind of how they did it. And then it being the first match and, you know, it's the first thing that it was like WWE is pretty well known as of late the last couple of years of just getting heat right? and not really heat. That's like earned. It's just heat for the sake of heat. And this felt like it was almost like Vince. He it is the first time in a year that they've had fans. And the first thing he does is like, we're back. Right. <laughs> just like the, Babyface just passing out, and I mean, like I said, it's not that I couldn't see Bobby winning, but at the same time, I don't think he would have done this to someone like Cena, which is kind of disappointing. So, right, that's fair. Yeah, I I didn't have an issue with Lashley winning at all. I just thought it was a weird place to put it on the card if that was the situation. And it also made no sense 
that they gave the belt to Miz. So Drew had to lose to Miz first, and then Lashley got it for Miz. Why not just have Drew hold it until Mania, and then let, let Lashley win at, at Mania? At least make it more impactful. But yeah, it's yeah. So match was good. I just didn't care for the finish, like with all the circumstances, you know, surrounding it. And I think that's a fair point. I really do. But again, I, I don't really have an issue. I don't want Drew McIntyre to be the next Roman Reigns or John Cena where he just beats everybody in every match he's in. So I have a problem with him losing. I just thought it was a weird place to put on the card. Right. These are great points. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I, I hearing this and I'm like, huh, like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> no true. No, that's true also. Yeah, this is, it, I like hearing this, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So we go, I love this so much. We go at the back and the NWO is there with Titus O'Neil. And they're chatting and Bailey comes up and she starts putting over her ding dong hello show. Oh and she God. looks at Titus and says, have you seen my show? And Titus looks at her square in the eye and says, I don't have cable. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. I popped so hard for this. I love Titus O'Neil. He's so quick-witted. He's so entertaining. It was just great. I just loved it. Uh, she wanted to two-sweet all the NWO. They all like avoided her, except for uh, Sean Waltman, who's like, oh, I'm a big fan. And then no, Kevin Nash is like, I know! <laughs> like It was totally unscripted, and Kevin Nash laughs and walks away. And then Scott Hall and Titus O'Neil and uh, uh, Hulk Hogan all walk away, and she's left there alone. She's frustrated. Uh, this is not the end we'll see of Bailey because we're going to have this exact same segment tomorrow, but that's fine <laughs> because she's amazing and I'm totally okay with it. Uh, the women's tag match. There's a lot to unpack here. So is, is there? <laughs> there is. There is. It's <sighs> okay. How can I? How can I be nice about this? We've got a tag team turmoil match with Lana and Naomi versus the Riot Squad versus Carmella and Billy Kay. First of all. Billy Kay is absolutely incredible uh, versus Natalia and Tamina versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And can we please say that Billy Kay, everything she's been doing over these last few months is absolutely amazing. She tried to mimic Carmella. So Carmella's coming out there and Billy Kay is doing like her best, like it's almost like a Carmella impression. Like she wants to be this type of mean girl, but you could just tell by her facials that she's uncomfortable. But she's probably actually not. She's just selling it. She's so entertaining and she's so good. And I, I just, I loved everything about her. Uh, this match was, this match left a lot to be desired, we'll say. Um, there was a lot, <laughs> be quiet, Kyle, I'm trying to be nice. There, there was a lot of pieces of this match where there were many issues. This match was just a regular SmackDown Raw match. There was nothing really special about it um, other than the fact that it highlighted women other than the ones in the title picture. I mean, that's it. That That's why this match was on the card, which is fine because you want to have more than two matches for the women. But this did not do it for me at, at all. And Kyle, I know you're absolutely going to trash it. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let you go yet. <laughs> so Bianca, what now you, you tell me. What did you honestly think of this match? Um, well, there was a lot of things that I did like, and then there was a lot of things that I didn't really like. Um, well, okay, to start, I, I honestly love Naomi. I think she's amazing. 
um, just so athletic. Uh, Lana. She's ab- yeah, she's or, incredible. Yeah. Lana or Lana or Lana. I guess it's Lana. That name always gets me. Lana Rusev. Yeah. Lana. Yeah. Like, you know, she's very beautiful. I know like her whole character is kind of like, you know, she's working hard and she's trying to get better and all that, you know, yeah. um, personally, like, I think she's, you know, very beautiful and I, I'm not a huge fan of like the character of like, Oh, I'm trying my best. Like, you, you right. know what I mean? Like, I wish it was a little bit like stronger, like more right. confidence. Um, especially because I, I get it like role models for young girls, like, Oh, you know, it's okay to get better. It's okay to grow. But I kind of like just the, the power there of like yeah, a strong woman. Um, so I agree with you. Billy Kay is hilarious. And like, yes. she did really play up like those facials and that character of like, you know, Carmela's sidekick. But I also really think Billy Kay is talented and funny. And I wish that she would just kind of get like, you know, a push on her own just as Billy Kay, not always Billy Kay and someone. Yeah. Um, of course we had the, uh, Mandy Rose and, uh, Dana Brooke, like twins that like freaked me out. <laughs> it did. It they, did. I like, I think even, um, at one point, one of the commentators like confused, uh, Mandy Rose for Dana and it was just like, I can see how that happened. And there was no like yeah. Bella twin magic. Like they, they could have done that. Yeah. They totally could have worked that angle. Like the fact they look so identical. Mm-hmm. Um, also, so me and my friends, we were kind of like in a group chat texting like while we were watching the match. And one thing was like towards the end, like everyone wanted Tamina to win. And personally, I thought that would have been awesome. Like Natty and Tamina, I like them. You know, I, I think she's just such like she's been there for so long. And like I feel like a lot of people were really rooting for her and they really wanted her to like to really shine, I guess. Um, and I felt like she did. But again, like I feel like there's a lot of like female talent that could be put over a little more. Um, I know they went off the Superfly splash, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't like, I, I like that the riot squad had a lot of like in and out tag moves. Like they had a lot of, like, they were like a well-oiled machine, you know? Right. However, like I, I liked their cohesion as a group, but like you kind of said, like it, it, there was nothing that really put it over as like, this is WrestleMania. Exactly. It, it was a good match and they had like a lot of talent, but I just felt like there could have been something a little more interesting, like a little more of a spark, something to make it, you know what I mean? Like it felt kind of thrown together. But... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the matches on WrestleMania did. And I think that's really unfortunate because that's, that's the booking's fault. I mean, that's, it's their job as writers and bookers to make us care about the match. And if we don't care about the match, then these guys and girls have a gigantic uphill climb. Yeah. So. Honestly, that's yeah. kind of what I what I thought there. I, I always like seeing the girls wrestle. I always study it and try to like learn from it, see what I like, what I don't like, so I can yeah. either make sure I don't do it or I or I take from it. So. Okay. Okay, Kyle, be nice. Uh-oh. What did you think of the tag team turmoil <laughs> dun, dun, match? Dun. I will be nice. Um... <laughs> I will say, so really just talking about, uh, I mean, I think you and Bianca are both right in a sense that this didn't feel special. And part of the reason was, we we kind of talked about it in the pre-show, uh, our, our previous show, um, a lot of these tag teams were, they, they always feel like this, this way. They were thrown together. 
Uh, I think the Riot Squad were like the only official tag team that have been together for a while. Correct. Yeah. So, so they were the only ones that felt like they kind of belong there as a tag team. But not only that, but Nia Jax and Shayna have killed like all these other girls in tag matches. Like Mandy yeah. and Dana have for lost the, to them for the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mandy Dana have lost to them a ton of times on Raw. Uh, I think Naomi, Naomi and Lana have both lost to them. Riot Squad mm-hmm. have lost to them. They've destroyed all their competition. I think Tamina and Natalia were the only ones they 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 haven't faced, but only because they just recently put them together. Yeah. Um. So th- it's hard to build excitement around that, and then it just wasn't the smoothest match. And you can just look at it compared to the main event, which was I mean we'll get to it, but I mean it was amazing. Main event was awesome. Yeah. And this was just in my opinion nowhere near the same. Uh. And part of it was because it didn't have the same build, but it's also because there were some mistakes. Um, there were there were just conf- confusing spots in it. You know, anyway, um, for, I mean, Mandy, you know, fell on her butt coming down the ramp, which, I mean, that's an accident. But, you know, just kind of funny. It was raining, but it was funny. And she's so amazing. It's leaning into it. Like, I would absolutely right. lean into it as well. It's great. Yeah. It's, uh, so she's, she's you know, joking about herself, which is great. Um, but, I mean, I picked uh, Lana and Naomi, mainly because I, I, I went to Bianca. I like Naomi a lot. And I think mm-hmm. she... Is, is really good. Um, but I thought at least the only one that had any kind of story going with Nia Jackson, Shayna were, was Lana. Um, Cause her, you know, Nia had this story with Lana being picked on for so long. And I thought maybe they would kind of run the gamut here and, you know, end up with a shot against them, but they were, you know, actually the first one's eliminated. So, so much for that pick. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, and then riot squad actually came in and that was, I think Matt, Micah and, um, well, I don't know if it was Micah's pick. But I know it was uh, Scotty and Matt's pick um, were the Riot Squad. And they were yep. the most impressive to me. Um, yeah, I agree. But we had a spot where Carmella, they got beat. Uh, her and Billy Kay got beat by the Riot Squad. And then she like super kicked Liv, Liv Morgan. And it led to nothing. So that just didn't make any sense. Yeah. And then the finish of the match, like Natalia knocked down Ruby. Uh, Liv had got knocked to the outside. She sat there and, you know, was teasing the sharpshooter for like ever. And I was like, you know, she's building up anticipation. But then she stopped and was like, hey, Tamina, Tamina, now you come in. And so she tagged in Tamina. Tamina slowly climbed and built, you know, the big splash up. But Ruby had to lay there for like ever acting like she was dead. And then I was like, surely she's going to move now. She's been there for like 30 seconds. But then she got splashed and pinned. And I was like, okay, (laughs) it could have been a little better. Uh, so all in all, it wasn't very good. Uh, but I, I was not unhappy. Like if anybody was going to win uh, the the two teams, I think Riot Squad would have been my pick. But I was not unhappy that Tamina and Natalia got through. And honestly, we'll talk about the next night. But I, I was kind of you know pleased with the the match that they ended up having. So it ended up being you know fine the result. But yeah, definitely in my opinion, the weak spot of the show. Um, just because it just didn't have much going for it, no story going into it, and it was hard to you know care about. So, yeah, that's fair. Cesaro and Seth Rollins wrestled next, and boy, did my they. gosh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, is Cesaro? If if we go back to the beginning of WWF history, right? 
like what all of us are way too young to remember anything before that and honestly i don't remember like wrestlemania happened before i was born and i know i'm older than both of you so but if we go back to the beginning of wwf history i don't think we could literally sit here for hours and think of too many people that are more underrated than cesaro can't do it he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world he has been one of the greatest wrestlers in the world for 10 years now, 15 years now. This is his first one-on-one WrestleMania match. And the guy won. And not only did he win, but he beat Seth Rollins, who is arguably WWE's second biggest male superstar. Arguably. And I think that's a fair argument. Sure. I was so elated with this. The match was incredible. He did the helicopter spin which he has not done in WWE to my knowledge. And I heard a story after it was over and I think it was Michael Hayes just like saw him do it on an indie show was like watching an old tape of him and said, Hey, you should do this in WWE. And he said, no, I'm saving it for WrestleMania. Oh, wow. So the guy waited however long he's been in WWE to do this. This match was so well put together. He did the swing. Oh, he only did it eight times though. Just, uh, Seth got out of it. He got too tired. Seth's working his arm. Whatever. I, I mean, this guy, I'm convinced this guy could pick up a truck. He's way stronger than Braun Strowman. In my book. Probably not really. But in my book, he is. I I cannot tell you how much I love this match. Like, I could sit here for another 10 minutes and not be able to find the words. I was so happy when he won. Matter of fact, Cesaro's win of all of WrestleMania was the only time that I literally jumped out of my seat. I was just so elated for this guy because he deserves it. He's so, so talented. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, this was, um, this was right up there with, um, you know, one of the matches of the night for sure. And I mean, it's not really a surprise. These two are, you know, great. Um, Also, there was a a video package. I don't know if it was in the pre-show, but I think it was right before the match. That was um, basically, uh, it was praising, basically saying Cesaro's a nobody. He's been at however many WrestleManias, hasn't had a singles match yet. Yet Seth Rollins has had highlight after highlight, you know, with his, like his match oh, with yeah. Randy Orton, um, him, you know, cashing in the money in the bank, him uh, winning the title, just all these accolades. And then at the very end, it's like, this message has been paid for by the friends of Seth Rollins and in no way is affiliated with Seth Rollins himself or something like that. It's hilarious. It's yeah. so great. And I do love this new him leaning into his jerk character. Um, so, and basically the whole build of this match was Cesaro swung this guy and he was like, I don't want you to swing me again. And Cesaro was like, oh yeah, I'm going to break the world record of swings with you, buddy. <laughs> and this is the whole match. And like immediately, Cesaro goes in and tries to swing this guy. And so like the first half of the match is Cesaro trying to swing him. And Seth says, no, you're not going to. And like you said, he goes after the arm, tries to work him over to the point where Cesaro went for the swing and was only able to do it eight times. And uh, normally he does it more than that, but his shoulders hurt, unable to do it, which led to in the end, um, you know, there are tons of back and forth. And then, as you said, you know, Cesaro was able to get Seth, he spun around. There's there's a debate on how many swings it actually was. The fans were like counting way far ahead. And supposedly it was only like 18 or 19 swings, not 23. But it's wrestling, so who cares? He's swung 23 times. <laughs> and uh, hit him with the uh, 
the neutralizer and picked it to win. I thought it was awesome. Love this match. I can't say any more about it. And Cesaro, not only that, like he worked super hard. Uh, like you said, did the UFO spin, which was just like amazing. And like the crowd just went nuts for this guy. Like I can't, I don't understand how you couldn't strap the rock to this guy after this. Like in my opinion, he needs to be groomed for Roman or whoever, you know, if they do a draft or something, whatever show he ends up on, he needs to be going after the title belt soon because he's just got all the momentum coming out of this. I really hope so. I don't, I don't know if that's where they'll put him, but I think it'll be great. What, what did you think of it, Bianca? I think they're obviously both very talented wrestlers. They both know what they're doing and they have the experience to like put on a match like that. Um, but I also really like just how they worked together. Like I know like sometimes you have two wrestlers who are very experienced, but like the chemistry might not be there, like even though they're so talented, right? Right. And I thought that they just, they went together very well. Like good match. And in my notes here, I have superplex into Falcon Arrows. So I guess I yes. really liked that when it I was, was so watching. Good. It was, honestly. Like, just the athleticism and the storytelling. Like, I, yeah, of course, it was a great match. Like they're, like you said, he, um, Seth Rollins is deb- debatably um, or arguably like one of the best. And, and same with Cesaro. Yeah. So yeah. it was a good match, yeah. Yeah. And long-time listeners know that I give Seth Rollins a hard time. But the reality is, like... Yeah, all kidding aside, dude is so good. I know I just praised Cesaro for five minutes on, but Seth Rollins was an equal part of this match. The guy is uber talented, just incredibly talented. So his promo so was was really good too. The the live yeah. promo. I very much like. I very much prefer crazy Seth Rollins to cult leader Seth Rollins. Like it, so far, I, I've really liked the crazy suits. The wackadoodle, you know, I just, I just like it. I like, I like his character right now. He's basically a giant weenie, <laughs> but he, <laughs> but he, it's so well, like it works so well. Yeah, I mean that's basically like how people perceive him, right? Because he had all this terrible, terrible Twitter game. Even though his wife is one of the greatest in the world, he's got a terrible Twitter game, and so like everyone hated him. So now he's doing this crazy stuff, and he's like the greatest on Twitter. He's so good, and it's just absolutely ridiculous how he has turned his reputation around. It's so funny. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos, Omos versus Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, the New Day. Kofi and Xavier's gear had uh, Tampa Bay with the like the Buccaneers uh, flag on it with the their unicorn with twenty twenty on their butt. And they had like a patch over the second zero and uh, had a one over it. It was very good. Very good. Something that only they could pull off. Um, AJ Styles almost tripped as he came out. He did not. He caught himself. Did not pull a Mandy Rose. Um, I didn't really like this. I didn't at all. And Can I, can I tell you why, Matt? I can make yeah. perfect sense out of this. Okay. It's because the booking of this match was completely backwards. Yeah, yes, it was, wasn't it? And like, here's the thing. And also, I am wildly biased as AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler in the world. Right. I just, I can't, I can't get behind the way they chose to do this. I don't have an issue with the outcome. Right. I just, Grand Slam Styles, baby. I just have an issue with the way that they presented it. I just, 
why don't why don't you go over this match, Kyle, and give me your thoughts? So basically, like in the end, the new day didn't really come out of this looking very good. And honestly, neither really did AJ Styles. It was almost like it was built to make almost look good, which is fine. But when you look at the match just by itself, and what I mean by it was backwards, look at, I mean, and we'll get to it later, but look at the match with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison. I mean, who thought that match would be as good as it was? But the booking was very simple. And uh, I mean, hey, sometimes simple is what you need. You know, keep it simple, stupid. Um, it was Ms. Morrison, who are the bad heels, isolating Bad Bunny, who is the smaller man. And it all built to Bad Bunny fighting his boy back, making the tag to the big man, and then running wild and beating the two geeks. That's the exact same story that was told in this New Day match, except the problem is New Day were the babyface, and they were the ones cutting the ring in half holding down AJ Styles, who made the tag to the big man, and then the big man single-handedly destroyed both the geeks. And afterwards, everybody was cheering Olmos. Right? <laughs> and it's like, well, it, you almost got the same exact result from the uh, the Priest and Bad Bunny match, where everybody was cheering them. But AJ Styles and Olmos are supposed to be the heels. So <laughs> it's like, what do you expect? So, uh, yeah, it wasn't technically a bad match. It was just booked completely backwards. And I don't think, I don't know if they intended it that way or what the purpose of it was, but yeah, New Day didn't particularly look great because they were the ones getting destroyed by one man, even though he was a giant. Uh, And then AJ was just getting beat up the whole time, essentially by these two guys. And I mean, almost came out looking really good, but uh, maybe that was their goal. Uh, I would assume they don't want to look bad, but still they're the heels. I don't know. It just, it was just very conflicting. So uh, I right. can see why you just didn't enjoy it as well. It was just kind of odd. Yeah. I don't think AJ got basically any offense until the very end when he did a phenomenal forearm off of almost his shoulders. Right. He, there was a spot where he literally got out of the ring to run away and which is smart to, to go into, you know, the corner, but he didn't even get back into his corner. Like he ran around the ring and then still gets in on the opposite side of the ring. And I'm like, yeah, Makes him look like a dummy. I don't know. I just, as a big AJ Styles mark, and I was super, super excited to see him and Kofi in the same ring. I just, I, this match did nothing for me. And I was, I think I was so disappointed because I was probably looking forward to this match as much as any of the others. So, uh, I'll tell you, you know. why. I'll tell you how you would have loved this match, Matt. If it was Miz and Orson versus AJ and almost, yeah. and they had the exact same match and AJ and almost were baby faces. Yeah. Then I probably would have. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't know. Bianca, did, uh, did you enjoy this match? Tell me what you thought. Um, I mean, I, I actually have to kind of agree with you guys here because, you know, AJ Styles, again, lot great wrestler. Um, same with, like, New Day. They're also very talented, and I feel like we kind of didn't get to see the match reach the potential it could have because of, like, the storyline. And I know that, you know, a moss. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, a moss. Um, like I know he's been playing like the role of like kind of like the muscle and the protector of like AJ Styles, and he's hiding behind him. But like, I feel like why do you got to do AJ Styles like that? Like, you know, I feel right. like he doesn't really need a protector. And you know, kind of like you said, like it's hard when 
like the babies are kind of you know being the bad guys and you're just waiting for aj to tag like a moss so all all disaster can break loose you know so i mean i do like their dynamic like it's obviously funny and it's obviously more comedy oriented but at the same time like i feel like we did miss out on some wrestling that could have been like very quality yeah i 100 so we, instead of and i get it almost a seven four like shoot right like he's he's a giant man yeah but instead of wrestling the guy that's never had a match let's let's cut off the ring for, with the guy that has been the wwe champion twice TNA champion five times, IWGP champion. I mean, the dude's got more accolades than I mean, you can shake a stick at. I don't know. I just it made AJ Styles look like a geek, and I get what they were trying to do. I just I, I don't think it was done well, and I'm, I'm sorry. It's just that's just how I feel. That's it. Um, Braun and Shane, and I hate to keep down and stuff, but yeah, I'm not praising this one. Um, so the point of a cage match is make sure that the two men in the ring, no one can interfere, right? That's the whole point. So at the beginning of this match, two goobers jump Braun Strowman. I just, I, it bothers me, but again, right? Shane McMahon, evil boss, whatever, no big deal. Um, he then begins to punch Braun Strowman, who is selling it like Shane McMahon is Mike Tyson, like Sean Spears did for Mike Tyson. Uh, I've seen Braun Strowman sell absolutely nothing. I mean, this guy has had all kinds of random bullcrap happen to him, and he doesn't sell it. But he sure did sell those punches from the boss's son. I absolutely despise this match, as Braun Strowman is my least favorite superstar in the WWE. Until him and Shane McMahon are climbing on the cage Shane is outside of the cage so Braun just takes the cage and rips it open and me Matt Sin who said on the preview show this will be the worst match of the night said I'm in baby let's do this it was just so cool like and I sound like a 13 year old kid right like oh my gosh he ripped open the fence I know it was corny but I don't care I don't like Braun Strowman I think Shane's getting too much screen time. I don't care. I was so in for this. It was so cool. I've never seen anything like it. Braun got the win after he threw Shane off the top of the cage. Uh, luckily, Shane is not dead. <laughs> I, did I like this? No. But did it have one of the coolest endings I've ever seen in professional wrestling? Absolutely, it did. So I, I, I don't know if I loved or hated this. Like, I feel like I loved and hated it. Is that possible? Is that a thing? Like, I think that's yeah, it, was, it was great. <laughs> Go ahead, Bianca. What do you think? I was going to say, it's definitely a thing. I think you can love things and hate things, you know, especially things like this, because, yeah, you know, for me, it was kind of just like where the drama started. Like the fact yeah. is like, you're dumb. Like it felt like it was, it was, I said on the preview show, it's the worst build to any WrestleMania match I've ever, ever seen. Yeah. And I stand by that. There was no like real insult there like you know what i mean right. he's braun Strowman. I, I feel like if someone were to be like you're dumb braun Strowman, like why are his feelings getting hurt he should just be exactly. like yeah like why is he so big and sensitive all of a sudden like <laughs> just, 
feelings are nice, but I mean, he should realistically just pick someone up and smash them. Not like then it leads to this backstory. I'm imagining, like when he was a kid, did someone tell him he was like, well, I guess he did actually say that. Like people would say I was stupid, and so <laughs> I didn't like the buildup. Um, and it was funny actually. Um, Shane McMahon was in pretty good shape, I guess. Like you know, he got in good shape for this, so you know he he looked good. Fifty-two year old man, right? Yeah, no, he I had actually yeah he looked great to be honest. Um, but again, like the fact that yeah okay, Braun Strowman was already weakened before getting into the ring, and then it was kind of funny at first. Like Shane McMahon just like <laughs> is like pulling off these like crazy ninja like jab jab duck like you know what I right. mean like these MMA combos. I was like, this is. This is interesting. But like you said, like, you know, I guess him being like the boss's son, he always does have to go that extra mile and he does all that crazy stuff, like, you know, off the cage and all these crazy jumps. So honestly, good for him because, you know, I mean, he he does get out there. He does do his thing. He does get into the show. And like, I feel like you have to respect that. So like, you know, it was it was entertaining. I, I feel like people love to love to hate Shane McMahon. <laughs> yeah. So I before I let you go, Kyle, I I was watching WrestleMania with two of my buddies who don't watch wrestling and they saw Shane and they're like, they said, why is this old baseball coach wrestling this monster? (laughs) Wow. That's Vince McMahon's son. And they're like, what? He looks so old. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Go go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. I mean, he is 50. So yeah, they're not wrong. Um, Yeah. You guys are right. This, uh, this build to this, feud if you want to call it that it's just been horrible um it's like they didn't learn their lesson from Nia Jax when you know Alexa was bullying her and Nia had to sell for her that Wrestlemania match and then after she won the title she was like oh I did this for anybody who said they ever been bullied and the crowd just booed her out of the building oh my god (laughs) like I get what you're trying to do and I like but it, it just comes off as preachy it comes off like guys who represent people don't go out there and say, I'm representing all of you. Like they just go out there and do it. And the people right. who they're representing, they're like, I can get behind this guy. And they just walk with them basically. You know, they, it's, it's not the guy, you know, just like waving the flag and, you know, like, yeah, I'm the one representing everybody. It's just, it's just a different feel. So yeah, Braun, when he won was like, I've been doing this for all the dumb people out there. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, it was just weird, but I, I actually didn't hate this match. Uh, it, it, I, I love the spot you're talking about, Matt. It's like, honestly, it's one thing I'll probably remember from this mania uh, just because yeah. it was so cool. I, I mean, I, I even think I predicted in the preview show that like he was going to tear like either the whole side down or something. And yeah, I think he did. So he when him when he just grabbed him and just like ripped the cage off and brought him back in. Obviously, that's never been done before. I've never seen it. And it, it was just like an awesome moment. I did not like when he hurled this 50 year old man off the top of this cage and he did a flat butt bump on these yeah, my wife notoriously hard WWE that. rings. Like Mick Foley, of all people, used to say how he hated the WWE rings because they were like concrete. And I know that's like the older rings, but still, like, I do not want to see this 50 year old man. It's like Vince wants to kill a son or something. Like, I don't right. know why he keeps putting him back in these matches because it's just, just stop, Shane. Just stop. <laughs> But uh, I actually didn't hate this. I thought it was, you know, for what it was and for that horrible build it was, I thought it was fine. Uh, it didn't bother me that much. Um, and then the spot where he, like, 
ripped the cage and everything. I thought it was great. So I was fine with it. Okay. I'm there with you. I'm there. We got the Hall of Fame next. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but they had a very nice video package. Uh, JBL, William Shatner, the Bella Twins, Jushin Thunder Liger, Titus O'Neil, who won the Warrior Award, the family of the British Bulldog, including Harry Smith, and of course the NWO are out there to accept their 2020 Hall of Fame rings or whatever. And they were out there saying hello to fans, I guess. They already had the rings. Whatever. Uh, let's get to the important stuff. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. And I can't tell you how great this was. I really can't. It was absolutely solid. Bad Bunny is super, super talented. And I I was I was on Twitter, and I don't want to name who it was, but there's a, a moderately prominent indie wrestler who says something to the effect of all these other indie wrestlers are trashing Bad Bunny because they're mad that he's better than them even though he's only been training for like two or three months. And while maybe it was a little mean to say, the dude just has it, right? Like, when he head he headbutted the Miz at one point and he sold the headbutt. Like, he like shook it off. It just That's just something you just have. And can you learn it? Sure. Absolutely you can. But he's only been training for like two months. This match was so good, and was it largely to do with Damian Priest and The Miz and John Morrison? Absolutely. But he did a Canadian Destroyer on the floor! It's so, yeah, just, I, it just blew my mind. I know a lot of people are saying this is the greatest celebrity match of all time. I'm still giving that to Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole. But I loved every bit of this. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, uh, this was awesome. I mean, I, I, I joked in our uh, text chat that we uh, we have with you, me, and Micah. I was like, is this match of the night? Did it beat Cesaro and Seth? And, uh, of course, we hadn't seen the main event yet. But um, but honestly, it I had to think about it for a second. I was like, did I like this more than Cesaro and Rollins? Like, it was that good. Uh, I agree that this did not look like Bad Bunny's first match. I mean, I know he's been training for months in the Performance Center, but – as you said, he just had, he sold well. He had natural instincts. He, uh, they kept saying he was a lifelong fan and it looked like it, like he just, he got it. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the problems with like some of these celebrities that come in, they just don't get wrestling. And this guy just, he got it. It was, I don't know, like it, it's up there. I, I agree. I think Pat McAfee was probably, you know, the, the better of the two, just cause he's such an athlete, but man, you could fool me that, you know, if you told me Bad Bunny was, you know, like a a super athlete, I would be like, yeah, I could see that. I mean, he wasn't, you know, doing like crazy flips and stuff, but just the way he was moving in the ring and the coordination he had and all that, it, he just came off, like I said, it was like it wasn't his first match. And, but not only that, we have to praise Miz and Morrison. They did awesome in their role. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people are hating on it because, um, the few people that are hating on it, because they're like, well, you know, Bad Bunny is just a musician and he's in here beating a former, I mean, just recent WWE champion and intercontinental champion and tag team champions, like all this. It's like, I mean, you got to suspend your disbelief at some point. And they did beat him up like 80% of the match until, you know, he got some, you know, offense in. So listen, it didn't bother me. I just, you know, suspended my disbelief a little bit. Plus the crowd was so into it. It helped it so much more. And I mean, I was into the, the whole time as well. 
Um, they were into Bad Bunny like crazy. And I mean, he, he sold so well. He, uh, you know, he had, his, you know, uh, he had good fight in him. That was not, you know, like just, you know, bad offense or anything. And then when he got the hot tad to Priest, Priest, who was actually just recently cleared, he came in and did well. I mean, it was just top to bottom, great match. The structure, like I said, it was the same one that the New Day had, but it was actually appropriate for this match. Everybody played their role to perfection. I mean, couldn't have asked for a better match, honestly. And uh, it was it was great. So I, I hope Priest gets a good rub coming out of this. Um, hopefully he like feuds, feuds with Miz and Morrison going forward and gets the bump with them, keeps going because, I mean, he looked great as well. So uh, everybody great in this, and they deserve all the praise. What do you think, Bianca? Do you agree? Honestly, Bad Bunny killed it. He was so good. So and good. Like, like you said, like his instincts, like you can tell he's a fan. And like on top of that, you know, he didn't need to do this. He's already uh, like a high level, like very famous musician. So yeah. the act he did this just goes to show that he had a genuine love for it. And I think that that really showed. Um, honestly, I love all of his like flying moves, like all of the things he's done off the top ropes. I think they're great. And that Canadian destroyer was awesome. Although I have to feel, I feel like I have to give like Morrison most of the credit for oh, that yeah. one. Yeah. Cause yeah, he's super athletic. I feel like he just really muscled that, but that was awesome. And like, you know, even Bad Bunny's entrance, like on the truck, it was epic. And he always comes out with like when with Damien Priest, he's always like game face. Like, you know, like it's, it's, I, I like it because it's like it comes out like it's believable like it, I feel it like it feels real and like you know what I mean I feel like everyone even though you know like he's he's a smaller guy like just the passion I guess he had for it like really made it so entertaining so I really really like this match and I feel like a lot of people were really impressed yeah like you could just like as the match is going on Twitter was just blowing up yeah I'm so, I'm just, it makes me very happy. Like, I, I, when a celebrity comes in, and a lot of people get upset because they take a spot from someone else that could have gotten it. But look, as a business, if you can take advantage of having a gigantic, so Bad Bunny's a big deal. Yeah. He is a huge, huge star. And if he loves the business and he's taking it seriously, why is anyone giving him a hard time? I mean, he's worked his butt off. He could have come in, if he wanted to, as a big of a star as he is, and he could have had a match. He could have done it. He could have done a terrible job, got a payday, and got to be on WrestleMania. But he didn't do that. He worked his tail off. And I, I appreciate that. He obviously is a huge, huge fan, and he really wanted to do something special. Uh, and putting this right before the main event, actually, I thought was a really good spot to put it. For all the people who are saying that Bad Bunny's taking a spot from somebody, like, just shut up. Because right. this match would be nothing for Damian Priest if he's not in his corner because honestly this is this has to this point and I mean who knows where his career is going to go but this is the the best match of his career like the yep. biggest match of his career because he he My has course. like an international superstar on his team the match went well and he's going to benefit so much from this just from being there I mean he he performed great and uh he did his part like you know exceptionally well and so he he deserves everything he gets coming out of it. But he like Bad Bunny being there propelled Damian Priest so much. Like, I mean, I'm I'm happy that he was there and got the chance to be. I mean, he'll remember that for the rest of his life. Yeah, 
So uh, yeah, it's it's just like Shaq being in the in the match with Jade and Red Velvet. Like, I mean, you can't get much bigger than that. You know, being in the, right. in the ring with Shaq and getting that exposure. So, you know, people are if they're saying that you know he took a spot from somebody else, it's like just Damian Priest would he he has no complaints. I, I guarantee it. So Kanye West, major star, four million Twitter followers, right? Sure. Bad Bunny, thirty-two million. Yeah, he's a big deal. Yeah, he's a very, very big deal, and he's posting stuff about WWE. He was on SNL with a twenty-four-seven title. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, I dug it. Great job. Uh, Main event time. And Bianca, I'm going to let you open up with this. Um, But, like, it was just so good. It was so good. Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Tell me what you thought. I think everyone really was kind of, like, blown away by this match. Everyone was anticipating it. Um, I know me and my girlfriends were... um, Sasha, well, first off, like, I, I like hair and makeup and outfits, so I'm just right. going to go <laughs> out with that. Sasha looked really cool. Like, the green hair, blue, the outfit, everything was just, yeah, like... she looked sick. She looked yeah. like a superstar. And super heelish, too. Like, I, I just yeah. liked that. Because, you know, like, right, like with Bianca Belair, she's, like, that sweet, like, American sweetheart. And honestly, I, I met her once, and she's actually, like, she was so sweet. So she I mean, seems to be. it was literally just like all oh, the intensity, even in the beginning, like Sasha's just staring at her and Bianca's just overwhelmed. Like I actually just gave myself goosebumps. I'm such a dork. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's just like overwhelmed by the emotion. Part of me was kind of like, like, I hope that everyone's going to interpret the, this like emotion as like, you know, her just being excited to be there because I part of me was like oh my god like I hope she's not so excited to win that she's like showing it now you know what I mean (laughs) but whatever like they had one heck of a match um Sasha Banks has a ton of experience you know especially with these main events so I mean they're both very athletic um I I I loved it I'm I'm actually also very happy uh Bianca won I think like on top of just like her skill and how long, like hard she's been working. Um, I do think she's like a really good role model, just like to yeah. have like on the roster, just, you know, promote, promoting kindness. And um, yeah, they were awesome. I don't, I don't think they could have done a better job. Like it, it was perfect in my, in my opinion. What do you think, Kyle? I, uh, this was amazing. Um, I honestly, I was, you know, I was I was pinning Rollins and Cesaro for match of the night, and how foolish of me, because man, I think this sold the show. It, it was my favorite match of Mania weekend. Um, oh, wow. it, it so it's funny though because Bianca, you're right. Um, Bel Air is like she's a very likable person, but it's it's funny because her and Sasha virtually have the same gimmick. Bianca's the EST. She's, mm-hmm. the, you know, the greatest, the uh, the best. And Sasha is the boss. Like, they're both kind of bragging in their character. And not a knock on Sasha, but for whatever reason, it's just never connected to, with me. And I think some other people as well. It almost comes off as, like, braggy, but, like, in a bad kind of way. And it's kind of hard to pull off 
being, you know, to brag about yourself, but then also be genuine enough to be liked. That's true. Uh, and I, sometimes I think that's, that's kind of where Sasha struggles, but she thrives in the heel role. Yeah. She's always been stronger. That's why her and Bailey had such a great, you know, connection. Cause when she was the heel boss, like you believed it. And I'm not saying she's a, you know, dislikable person. It's the same thing with the Miz. And you look at, you know, if you watch Miz and Mrs., the guy can't be a better man. Like he is actually a nice guy, you think. Right. And, but when he's on TV and he's playing the Miz, he just doesn't work as a babyface. Just never has. And, um, and for whatever the reason that is, he just plays that role better. Um, so, but in the opposite way, Bianca is like such a likable babyface. And it, it just shines through. I mean, when she's in the ring and the crowd's just chanting before the match even starts, and she's about, I mean, not even about, she was tearing up right then and there, like just looking around and happy to be there. And then Sasha's just mean face, ready to go. Like it just looked so appropriate. Yeah. So, it was terrific. Uh, yeah it, so it was just awesome. And then the match, like on, honestly, there are so many memorable moments in this match. And basically the story was Bianca was the strength. She was the one that was, uh, you know, Sasha was trying to, you know, outpower her and she, it, Bianca wasn't having it. She was, you know, anything Sasha tried, basically, Bianca would just power through it. And th- there was a spot. I mean, I will remember this spot for, I mean, the rest of my life, honestly, because Sasha, you know, does a dive to the outside and Bianca catches her and rolls through, picks her up over her head and carries her up the steps and tosses her back into the ring. Like wow, that, yeah, that was spot was incredible. Yeah, that was I, I don't think John Cena has ever done anything like that. Yeah. And I mean, the only spot that like I kind of remember similar to that was when China was picking up girls and press slamming them. She was not carrying them upstairs. I mean, she probably could have, but like this was just something that like I just will remember. And Listen, I'm giving Bianca a lot of credit and she did a lot of things in this match, but Sasha gave her so much as well. So she deserves just as much credit. The whip at the end. Oh my gosh. Talk about giving up your body for your opponent. Right. Well, and so the story of the match was basically Sasha was trying to outsmart Bianca because she was the stronger of the two. So Sasha was using her hair basically to counter everything. Anytime Sasha got in a pickle, she would go for the hair and she would, you know, get out of it some way, even using it to her advantage one time because she put her in the bank statement. And she was like wrapping her hair around her leg or her arm or something to hold her in place and, you know, pulling her with a bank statement, like just using her hair against her, which if you've known Bianca since NXT, you know, when she needs to, she'll use the hair, you know, to her advantage. But Sasha was using the hair. I mean, just brilliant way to incorporate it in the moves and throughout the match. And then, like you said, at the very end, Sasha once again was, you know, Bianca was starting to gain momentum, looking like she was going to close the deal. Banks goes for the hair. But Bianca catches it, snatches it from her, and Sasha's wide open, and she whipped her like literally. It was like the crack of a whip, and yeah. I heard some people saying like, "Oh, they piped in this sound effect." And you know what? I kind of thought so at first. Yeah, I don't think so though. Well, all the evidence is on Sasha's stomach, where you see just a lash across her stomach after yeah. the match, and it probably had to ruin her day today or and yesterday. Yes. But man, it was worth it because that is going to just the sound of that is going to reverberate through Raymond James Stadium longer than any tackle is made on the that field. Like, man, it was just awesome. And then she hits her with the KOD. I did hate that the ref like was counting fast the entire match because that was one of those. I wish it would have been a slower three count to build yeah. anticipation. But 
uh, like these two just like were so, the, the star shone, their star power was like shining so bright after this. I can't praise it enough. Like it was so great. Sasha killed it. Uh, Bianca killed it. And it's just, it's going to be one of the mania matches that stands the test of time. Honestly, it was so yeah. good. I agree. And there's nothing else I can say that you guys haven't already covered, but I did I, cover a lot. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but the reality is when you go back and this is WrestleMania 37. So we've had what? 39 main events. Cause we had two this year, two last year. It's technically had three at WrestleMania two, but we're not going to go there. I think that looking back at all the WrestleMania main events, this, this one will go down as one of the greats. Absolutely. And in 10 years, when someone says, what's your best WrestleMania match of all time, there will be people that regardless of how amazing it was to have two women, two African-American women, whatever you want to say, regardless of that, just these two people here at this stage, there will be a good number of people that say, my favorite match of all time at WrestleMania was Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair, night one of 37. It was that good. It was that good. Yeah. It, it's, so, it's at the top of my list for sure. Yeah. So we're not going to grade night one. We're going to grade the show as a whole. So we're going to take five. We're going to come back. We're going to do some night two review. Come right. back after we pay these bills. <laughs> but before we go, Bianca, tell us how we can find you on social media. Absolutely. So my Instagram is Bianca Sophia, spelled with two A's at the end of Bianca and two A's at the end of Sophia with a PH. Uh-huh. Um, my Twitter is Corelli Bianca. Um, you can also follow my Bianca Corelli pageant page on Facebook and see my progress up to the pageant in August. Awesome. That's great. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get to night two of WrestleMania and we will be right back. This is Aiden Knight, and you are listening to Wrestle Life Radio. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being nice and patient and letting us pay some bills. <laughs> Kyle and I are here. Bianca had to step away, but we have someone else joining us for night two of WrestleMania. We have someone that competed this weekend at GCW, and I hope gave Matt Gray for a lot of heck. That's right, heck, you can see how Tom, a good Christian boy. Ladies and gentlemen, Missa Kate is here with us. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Not bad, actually. I'm feeling the effects of this weekend, but it's all right. It's <laughs> all right. I am so glad to have you back on the show, and so quickly. Thank you. I'm glad to be back on. Yeah. So tell me how the weekend went. Was it, like, super crazy? I know you wrestled a couple times, didn't you? Yeah, I wrestled twice. Um, So for me, it was... Uh, intense for a short period of time because pretty much after one match, I had to drive 15 minutes to my next match, which I pretty much just said hello to the guy. And then we had to go straight to the ring. So, wow. (laughs) Um, so that was fun. So that just kind of turned into a bar fight, but whatever I'm down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, so we just kind of, for me, it was a lot easier than a lot of other people. Um, sky blue. Um, I'm sure most of you know. Uh, mm-hmm. she, I swear she had like a hundred matches within the first week 
And uh, yeah, (laughs) like, I mean, I'm, I want to say I'm exaggerating, but at the same time, like I wouldn't even think so. So that, that's why I'm like, I can't even complain because that girl was like going, driving back and forth three hours and just between, she's insane. Um, She was just on NWA, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. And then then tonight she's going to make her AEW debut, which I'm I'm excited for. Yeah. She wrestled Britt Baker. I, I hope I've got to interview a couple people that have, wrestled for AEW. So Vert Vixen obviously is on AEW all the time. Um, I've interviewed LeBron Cozon. It's really great. Um, and Will Alday is supposed to be making his AEW debut pretty soon too. Nice. So I actually live in Jacksonville and I haven't been able, because they, they filmed Dark before and after Dynamite. So I haven't had the opportunity to see any of these people live. And it's frustrating because I go to AEW every single time they do a live show and I haven't been able to see any of my indie buddies. So, Aww. you know, it's okay. Not the end of the world. I've gotten to see Vert Vixen in the crowd many, many times. So it's worked out for me. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. stuff's turning around. So hopefully you'll get more opportunities. I'm hoping so. Yeah. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. Really cool. So I'm glad you had fun for Mania weekend. You didn't go to Mania, I take it? No, I actually flew out. Um, I was trying to see out of that plane if I could see anything from Mania, but I couldn't. But I was actually flying out as Mania was going on. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I got. Del- I was like, I wasn't mad because it's nobody's fault. Um, but I was just like, damn, I'm missing Mania because I got delayed. My flight got delayed like 40 minutes. Because, oh no! Um, you know how it rained, obviously, at the beginning of Mania. Yep. That was delaying my flight. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So and then I felt bad. My one friend, um, Axel Rico. Yeah. Um, he flew out there too to like hang out for the weekend. Um, and he got delayed, and he didn't get home till today, unfortunately. And he was supposed to leave like yesterday afternoon. Oh wow! So, yeah, the ra- Florida rain. Let me tell you. <laughs> It really is something, and, and it's interesting because most of the time in Florida, it rains for like 20 minutes, then yeah. it's over. It's good. Well, that is not the situation right now. Of course So it, it absolutely flooded all day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I feel so bad for all these guys and girls, but yeah, what are you going to do, I guess? Yeah, you can't predict nature. Mother Nature has a mind of her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a nice time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Did you did you get a chance to give uh, Matt Gray for a really hard time? I did not. I like pretty much had to leave right away. No, it was the one thing I asked you to do, Kate. I'm sorry. Thing. Sorry. Hey, priorities, man. <laughs> I, I guess working. So, Matt, you heard it first. You're not a priority. <laughs> wow! Wow! I don't think that. Hey, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Hey, to be fair, if I wasn't wrestling, I wouldn't be here, right? It has to be a priority. That is true. That is 100% true. Great. <laughs> so let's talk about night two of WrestleMania. Let's do it. And I really enjoyed having Bianca on in the first half because we actually had a worker that was here and she could point out certain things that Kyle and I might have missed or maybe didn't appreciate. So Kate, that's your job okay. tonight to, to, to tell us, you know, point out the things we missed. So I feel like I feel like for the first half of WrestleMania, and we're talking about night one, there were the highs were high, man. Like mm-hmm. absolutely terrific. We loved night one. Um Agreed. And with the with some of the lows, I feel like we were kind. 
about the lows. <laughs> yeah. Because there were some there were some issues that happened, but you know what? Things happen, right? Mm. Nothing's gonna be perfect. No, like how they say this isn't ballet, everything's live, so Exactly. That happens all the time, yeah. And so I specifically told Kyle to be nice over a certain couple things. But we're we're gonna drop that just just for one match. And we're we're gonna crap all over it. And I hate to bring Kate in here and go, we're going to review WrestleMania and listen to how wonderful we are and how, how much we put over WWE. And then we're going to crap over the very first thing that happens. <laughs> but hey, about, hey, you got to be real. It's okay. I can't tell you how much I hated this Fiend Orton thing. <laughs> I cannot, I can't tell, like, here's what happened. Okay. First of all, when the Fiend first came out, I absolutely loved him. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really, like, I know a lot of people was never into Demon Murder Clown, and I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally understand. But I loved him. I thought it was very original. I thought it was very different. I thought it was a cool supernatural character, and it's something that we don't really see anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was brought to modern audiences. Um, I, unlike a lot of people, I still love Randy Orton. I think he still deserves to be a main eventer. I think he's, you know... Uh, a wrestler of a generation. I think other than John Cena, he's probably the most over of that era. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe you could argue Batista, but I don't think he was around long enough. No, definitely. Uh, he's not as over as Randy. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about what happened. Mm-hmm. So the Fiend and Randy Orton has been wrestling for, or been feuding for like the better part of six to eight months. Randy Orton burned him alive. Okay. To put him away. So Alexa's been coming out with Jack in the Boxes. So what she does is she comes, like, she, we see a video package of crispy Bray Wyatt turning back into regular Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Who, well, hold, on, reg- hold on, Matt. You missed something. Okay, what did I? Randy Orton came out first. Yes. To, like, an Undertaker-length entrance. <laughs> this is really long. This, this guy took every second. <laughs> like, oh, man. It was like Undertaker. It makes sense because he's the Undertaker, and he, you know, he's got to come down the ramp slow. The the fog's got to happen. The flames gets him a turnbuckle, turns the lights on, gets in the ring, takes his his gear off. Randy just like took a step like every five seconds, and <laughs> he took his sweet time to get down in the ring. And I was just like, I swear I could have got up and gone to make dinner and came back and then caught the Fiend's entrance. What? So, <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're fine. Oh, no. I was going to say to me, I was like, but that makes sense to me for his character. I'm like, to me, he w- it would have made sense for him to run down the ramp like John Cena. You know, he's the Viper. He's like slow. He's, you know, he's he plans every little thing that he does. So to me, it makes sense that he took his time going down the apron. Um, yeah, he should have maybe, I mean, they should have figured something out to like get him halfway there to speed it up. But like <laughs> he was given the spot that he was given. So. I mean, yeah, I get why he went as slow as he did because that's what you do when you're Randy Orton. You make the people. And I'm sure he did not want to face the fiend, so he's probably taking a sweet time. Right, and also, he's like looking around <laughs> for him, all that fun stuff. His gear was fire. Can we talk about that? I've never seen him wear white before. I was like, oh white my god, Randy Orton's wearing white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> him and Edge both. It's like team team RKO, like yeah. color coordinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, red and white. So Randy Orton comes out, and then we get a video package, and then. Alexa Bliss is standing beside the ring with a giant frigging jack in the box. It is huge. But here's this is the problem. Randy Orton's like, it's, it cuts to Randy Orton's face. And at that moment, he just realizes it's there. 
And, like, sure, we just see it because we're watching a video package. Like, this Randy Orton got his back turned, staring at the crowd as, like, they're wheeling out this giant jack-in-the-box. And I just, I just... I don't, I don't listen. I don't. Byron Saxon called it a box like structure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, it's a box. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm back. He's funny, dude. Um, I just, um, all right. To me, I feel like it would have been, I, for, I get it for the theatrics of like TV, but yeah. you gotta like be there and for it to just like you see that I'm sure there's like people pushing it and stuff. That's right. But I guess you got, I mean, from my perspective on it, you got to think that they've been doing stuff just for TV. So yes. that's kind of where they're like, Ugh, how do we do this? Because we've been doing stuff for TV where we've been able right. to get away from it. Now we're like, we can't just like stop doing it. So I get that side of it. But I definitely think maybe like a, do something different as far as maybe um, she like sits on it as it rolls down the like. Uh, I'm sorry. The like it pops up in the middle, uh, yeah. the entrance, and then it somehow like rolls down with her sitting on it, being like a little girl or whatever. Yeah. And then she jumps down and then does the whole box. But again, that's just one girl's opinion. Um, yeah. but like, yeah, just to like show it that it's like different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get it because I was just like that whole time too. I was like, why aren't they showing like half of the ring? <laughs> right. I was like, right. what? yeah, I was like, you guys are doing something. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why Cinder took so long. They're having to wheel that giant box out there. Yeah. <laughs> so she plays Pop Goes the Weasel on this gigantic box-like structure. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix Music plays. He comes out of it. He clo- jumps into the ring, clotheslines Randy Orton, basically beats the crap out of Randy Orton for a couple minutes. This match went five minutes and 50 seconds, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he sold, kind of sold, the hanging DDT. And he's about to destroy Randy. I do want to point out that he did the yeah, 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 and did Bray Wyatt, or, um, excuse me, Brody Lee's uh, signature move with his fingers. It was really great. Um, but then, randomly, for no reason, Alexa Bliss has changed clothes and she's got oil all over her face. This black tar that's been coming out of Randy's face is now all over Alexa Bliss. It was so cool. Yeah. and It was a great visual. It was a really great visual. And so Bray Wyatt is staring at her, turns around to an RKO. Now, this is the man who got curb stomped like 17 times, <laughs> destroyed with a toolbox with ladders and crap, and then just sits back up. And he's out. One, mm. two, three. He gets beat. By an RKO, but he's, uh, the last match he had to be set on fire to be defeated. And so Randy Orton's like, I know how deep into hell I need to go. Luckily, I am just like you. And then he beats him with an RKO in under six minutes. I hated this. And the thing that I hate more about this is it's probably going to continue on. And I just don't want it to. I'm so tired of it. I'm really? so tired of it. I love it, though. See, uh-huh. I I would be so sad if it just ended. Because no, no. I, feel like I just don't want to see him feud with Randy anymore, and that's what I think they're going to continue. Yeah, no, and I'm all I'm all for that because you both have uh, different characters here that you could definitely like lengthen it out. See, because I think I'm thinking of, from like being like a worker's perspective, I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm like I love having like long storylines, right? Because I'm like, you just add to it, and then you 
like your character alone, you show all of your like different like depth and what what you can and can't do or whatnot. So I'm like, it's fun. And then you have someone like Alexa Bliss, who's also in it. So she's a whole new element to it. And she's, to me, she's like the real like cherry on top of this whole storyline. So I'm like, what? she would just go back to being Alexa Bliss. I don't know how they're going to do that. But I'm like, I'm not ready for that yet. So, I mean, I like that they're still moving forward and having a longer storyline to me. And I'm like, I... I don't want to say it because then if I put it in the universe and it might be like bad karma or something, it won't happen. Right. I have an idea of where they're going with this and I hope it's what it is. And I don't want, I don't want to say it cause I'm going to jinx it and I'm super stupid. Okay. But okay. Um, it, it's something that involves Rainy Orton and Alexa bliss. Um, I feel like the fiend will become, uh, uh, not as important to the storyline at some point. Um, if this okay. is where they're moving and it involves, I'll let you guys use your imaginations, but it uses, it involves the um, women's revolution. So. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, well Miss, uh, I, I would agree with you. I, I do. I do want to talk about this real quick, Matt. Um, Absolutely. Go ahead. I'm all for long storylines as well. And I, like, like Matt, when the fiend first came out, I was so into it. Like I'm a big I mean, according, you know, to what I've read, um, Bray Wyatt, big horror movie fan. I mean, he looks the part, mm-hmm. but also Alexa, big horror movie fan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're all into it, which is great. I, I'm a mm-hmm. fan of that as well. My problem is, and one problem I think that was with this match as well, was that this whole fiend gimmick and everything, like I was so on board when it, when it first happened, but ever since they've introduced it, like, yeah, there's been fun segments like the Firefly Funhouse, which are entertaining. But to me, these characters, it's almost like the the fans who are defending it are they they almost make up their own story of like what's going on because they don't really explain who like they haven't explained what the fiend is like or they haven't even asked the question what the fiend is. Yeah. I mean, like maybe Cole will say, what is this? But they don't expand on like what this is and what is the fiend like a, is it a, you know, a, a spirit that's infected, you know, that possessed Bray Wyatt that has mm-hmm. also latched onto Alexa mm-hmm. is they just don't go into depth of like what is actually going on and, I feel and like stuff. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. Well, I'm just saying stuff happens and there's not really like Alexa, you know, making Randy vomit black stuff. It's like, okay, great. But like, how did she do that? What is, you know, it's just like they do it and then they just chop it up to like, Oh, it's just magic. It just happens. But it would be so much easier to understand and follow and get into if we knew more of what was going on. And I've seen people that are like excited because at the end of the match, like Matt said, like Alexa comes out, she's dressed in a different, you know, outfit. She's got this crown on her head. It starts bleeding black goo all over her face, which was an awesome visual, Mm. but I would have been way more into it if I knew what it was, what was going on. Now, I'm not saying you have to <laughs> tell me immediately, like, sorry, I talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying you have to say what it is up front. I mean, a lot of people are speculating that like maybe sister Abigail has, you know, possessed Alexa now, mm. but there's not, there wasn't much of a hint of it there. Like, we don't even know if the fiend is like a possession. Like I said, there's, there's so much left to the imagination that they don't really explain that is, it makes it hard to get into. Right. So, okay, are you good? 
Yes. I want to keep putting you off. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> no, like, no, you're good. So all those questions that you just asked, right? Right. They want you asking those questions. They want just like a horror movie, right? You're introduced to the movie. You don't really know what the hell is going on. You just know, okay, that guy's the bad guy. Those dudes are about to get killed. Why? Why is this guy the way that he is? Yada, yada, yada. And you don't find out until the end. That's kind of how this is playing out. And from what I'm saying, I could be completely wrong. Obviously, I'm not in WWE. I don't know. But from my perspective, I'm like, yeah, that's what they want. They want you to ask all these questions because guess what? The more questions you ask, the more you're going to try to figure it out, the more you're going to try to pay attention. Yeah, it's annoying. Don't get me wrong. But it's annoying because you're like, oh, I just want to know what the hell is going on already. But that's what's keeping you invested in the storyline. If they told you way back when, hey, she's Sister Abigail, this is this, and they just kind of like played off of it, yeah, it would be cool um, to understand it, but I feel like it wouldn't be as big of a deal. And people wouldn't be as like, um, like well, invested in it because they're just kind of telling you everything and you're just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, to me, I'm like, if you think about all the TV shows that you watch, all of your favorite movies that you watch, do you know exactly what's happening at the beginning of it? No, you got to continue to watch and find out. You ask these questions while the movie continues. Therefore, at the end, you get your answers and there's a bigger payoff because you're like, oh, I see why this happened and that happened because of that. Oh, and then this is, you know what I mean? So to me, I'm like, I, I like how they're doing it. It's different. They're not telling us everything up front. They're having us go along for the ride until whenever they decide to let us know what's really going on. So my, my only counter argument, and I'll be quick, Matt, cause I know we don't <laughs> want to spend the entire thing on this match, Yeah. but uh, look at WandaVision. I don't know if you've seen it, but yes, uh, I, love that I loved it. Yes. Love it. Uh, same thing. It was a mystery of what yeah. was going on um, in, in the hex basically the entire time. Uh, and they didn't give you all the answers, you know, up front. But what they did was they would give you a piece of the puzzle almost after each episode. And oh. I feel like they're not doing that with the fiend story. Okay. They're, they're adding elements to it, like Alexa coming in and they had the swamp fight and all this stuff. And they're adding more storylines to, you know, and feuds, but they're not really like, I still don't know what the fiend is. Mm. I don't know how he possesses people, why he's able to withstand all this punishment. And yet, you know, he, he's, dies to an RKO. Like mm. it's just left to interpretation basically. And that's my issue with it. It's I, that. That makes sense. No, I get right. so, like they are not giving you, I get what you mean as far as the, yeah, the WandaVision, all that stuff. Um, as far as the match goes though, the purpose of the match, if you look at the end, like Alexa pretty much says like, not now, like this right. is your time. So it's not his time to beat Randy. So that means that this isn't the time to end him or whatever. So that's kind of the story from what was yesterday. And that's like, I guess, a little puzzle piece to like, okay, there's going to be more. But again, yeah, it's not really explained. And we don't really, that's like the closest puzzle piece that we have besides her kind of having her little, I haven't been following as much. I've been just kind of like briefly seeing what's going on on social media, you know, the highlights and whatnot. Right. So I'm not fully um, indulged in it and know what's going on. But from what I have seen, it's just kind of like her using special effects, him just kind of showing up here and there. Um, Randy just finally being the one that um, somebody's in his head for once um, instead of him being able to play the mind games. That mixed with, you know, Bray Wyatt, the whole story. 
started because like Randy Orton picked on uh, Bray Wyatt when he was Husky Harris, whatever the case may be. So <laughs> there's a lot of like layers to this. Um, and I think because there's so many layers, I think that's why they're stretching it out. Um, I do agree, like maybe have a couple more puzzle pieces here and there, but I bet you if you go back and watch and look and really pay attention, I bet you they're there. Because if you think about, was it last WrestleMania? When in the video package, Alexa Bliss was in the, that was the first time we saw her as far as right. being um, in like that thing over her face or whatever. So everyone's like, okay, so she, Sister Abigail, what's going on? And then we had didn't. Yeah, that was any, the swamp fight. Yeah. yeah, and then nothing came of it for like months, right? So that was like the first seed dropped. So I think this has been ongoing for a minute and they're just, the puzzle pieces are there. We just really have to pay attention and really look for them. Um, but they definitely maybe should give like one or two freebies <laughs> considering how long it's been going on. But I think tonight, and I know, um, I'm sorry, I don't know what day you're airing this, but I know um, Monday night, obviously the Monday after WrestleMania, um, they are, I feel like they're going to say or give more hints to what's going on. So two things. One, I absolutely love that you disagree with us because <laughs> Kyle and I and Micah, who's our other co-host, nine hours in the time basically always agree on everything. Mm. So it makes me really happy to have someone on here that we can have an actual debate with. That's really good. Cool. <laughs> uh, I am going to say one more thing about this, though. Go for it. And then we're going to move on. Is I think my issue is they've been feuding for so long and that at WrestleMania, we got less than six minutes. That's my big complaint. And if we're going to continue, that's fine. And if they're going to unpack more stuff, that's fine. But they've been building to this match where they set a dude on fire and then they go, we're just going to have a regular match at WrestleMania. I just don't feel like that's good booking in my from a fan's perspective. Yeah. I think there's a lot more they could have and should have done at WrestleMania. Does that make sense? No, I get you. I think they're saving it for the next Mania. That's why they didn't do it this Mania. Are they going to continue with another oh, year? No, God, no, Kate. Yeah. Yes, I love this. it. Keep it going. I love it because oh, here's God. the thing. No, but here's the thing. They don't have to. So, sorry. I know you just said you want to, you just want to touch on this, but again, I'm like thinking from my like whatever wrestling perspective. Um, they aren't. They haven't. They don't have to interact the entire time. For all you know. Alexa and Bray Wyatt might not be heard again, or the Fiend might not be heard from again for like six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then just pop up again. So I'm not saying like um, them doing it next WrestleMania doesn't mean that they're going to continuously just be talking to each other the entire time. They'll figure out a way around it. But I think that they're definitely saving it for next Mania. Okay. We'll see. So we get Bischoff and Hogan and Titus. In the back. Um, Bailey's back there. She does basically the same thing she did night one. But let me just tell you, I don't care because Bailey's awesome. She's great. Who cares? It was good. Ding dong. Hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah, it's terrific. Uh, women's tag title. We're going to get into this, and I really want to know your opinion on this, Kate. Um, and I will tell you that I absolutely love Natalia. I can give or take Tamina. Um, and then love Shanna Baszler. Do not like Nia Jax. But... Tamina got such a big pop, and it made me really happy because she's been there for so long. And like, even though she's not one of my personal favorites, it's nice to hear fans really get behind someone that's just been there forever. And that, I thought, was a pretty cool moment. Mm. Did you like this match? 
Um, I have mixed emotions about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't hate it. I yeah. Th- I mean, it was more like a it was a TV match. It wasn't a WrestleMania match. Yeah. But I thought it, fine is a good word for I it. I think it was was it was kind of. Ugh, there's no nice way of saying this. I think it was kind of like a participation trophy for Tamina. <laughs> Maybe, okay. Because like, she never had that WrestleMania moment. Right. So they were just kind of like, well, here's a spot. We could give it to you. Which they tried. And again, like, I'm not, you know, Tamina, yeah, 100%. She's been in. I haven't met her, but I'm sure her knowledge of the business is freaking amazing. And I'd love to right. ask her a million and one questions. But I'm like, she... To me, she's not that person. To me, she's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. If you think about old school wrestling, everyone had their quote unquote role, right? Like you had somebody who you looked at as, okay, that could be the guy. You look at somebody who's like, okay, that one's not necessarily the guy, but they could destroy somebody. Like look at Kane. Kane was never really the guy. He was never really the champion, but he was still known in other ways. I feel like Tamina needs to be known in those ways. I feel like trying to put her and making her someone who's like the person to look at and like the champion, all that stuff. I don't think that's her spot. And I get um, the fans pushing to give her that spot because they feel bad and that she never got it. But unfortunately this is like a tough business, obviously. So we kind of have to really, and it's a business. You have to look at it from that perspective. We can't really go off of feelings I mean, don't get me wrong. I can tell you how many people, you know, Ali, um, freaking love Ali. He's come and yeah. trained at freelance a couple times because of a bias opinion, a hundred percent champion. But like right now he's not that dude. I right. think he could get there one day, but is he that guy now? No, but definitely one day he could get there. Um, but yeah, it's just like stuff like that. So it's nothing against her. Um, she's a freaking beast, obviously, but, um, and it's cool that she got that moment, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of fell flat for me. And that's just my opinion. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match, but it, I just kind of, when you have all, if you think about all four of their personality types, they're all kind of similar. There's yeah. nobody that really picked up that energy that needed that's- to be picked up. Uh, Shayna kind of tried, but again, Shayna's like that tough, rough and tough fighter. So she still didn't have that like energy, I guess, that was needed for that. Okay. And I, I appreciate that take. I really do. And I appreciate the honesty because I know as a worker, you know, sometimes it's hard to give negative feedback and yeah. I, I get it. good shit for it. It's okay. Can't yeah. see me again yeah. for like the million time on Twitter. <laughs> um, I do think, and Kyle, I'm going to let you go into more detail on this we'll talk more about it this was definitely the low point of night two though so i i do understand where you're coming from i don't even want to really necessarily go over the match specifically just kind of our thoughts on it kyle what do you think yeah i thought it was i mean it was definitely better than the uh, tag turmoil match um but i agree that it was it felt much more like a tv show um and, and like we said with the uh, tag turmoil match on night one. Uh, none of these teams felt other than like the riot squad that they, uh, you know, even had a shot to beat, you know, Nia and Shayna. Uh, and it honestly, if Tamina and Natalia had won, I, I would probably would have not enjoyed it because I mean, 
Nia and Shane have just kind of cleared out of the division. We almost need a new team to come in and, you know, you know, make a name for themselves or something and, and like to become right contenders. <laughs> yeah. And or I, like, you know, the have them not actually, but the riot squad have already lost to Nia and Shayna because they've basically yeah. allowed them to clean out the division. So yeah. I, I wish they wouldn't have done that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was fine. It wasn't horrible. Um, but yeah, it, it, it I agree. It was kind of, you know, it was, it was too long for sure for what it was, but it was forced. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was something that, um, it was just forced. It shouldn't have been as long as it was. I mean, again, it's like, I don't know. And this is why I joke around and say, I'm going to get canceled because I know everyone's very like, Oh, but she deserved it because she's been in for so long and she's a mom and all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I'm like, there's a lot of people who are moms <laughs> in right. this business. You know what I mean? Um, I know people on the indies that are very freaking talented, but they're not really looked at for whatever reason, because I don't, I don't know why, but they're moms and whatnot. And I feel like they should be put in a better position, but again, it's just how life is sometimes. So that's why to me, I'm like just giving somebody something because not saying she didn't earn it because I know she's trained, you know, Jimmy, she's Snooka's daughter, so she trained and all that stuff. I'm not saying she didn't right. pay her dues, but it's just something that I didn't, I don't know, she's just not that person for a lot of people. So that's why it was just forced just for the sake of doing it. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I get it. I'm okay with that. I actually think it's a very good take. Um, Sammy and Kevin, Sammy's and Kevin Owens. Uh, which I predicted to be the match of the night or the match of the weekend. And definitely wasn't. Um, my gosh, it was good. But here's the problem. You take two of the greatest wrestlers in the world today, bar none, and you go, you're at WrestleMania. We're dedicating six, seven hours to professional wrestling. We're going to give you ten minutes. <laughs> That really bothers me. Yeah. Really bothers me. Um, I absolutely despise Logan Paul. <laughs> Can't stand the well, guy. I was going to say, team. Matt, that, that's actually another part of, you know, this that's like, that kind of bothers me. Everybody knows Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn or, you yeah. know, have a long history. They've yeah. had many a feuds. And Logan Paul also, not just the time, Logan Paul also greatly took away from this match because every time the camera got pointed to him on the outside and he honestly played his role pretty well. I mean, he had some, you know, good and, you know, sometimes funny reactions on the outside, but he was so hated by everybody. Every time the camera was on him, the fans just booed him. And yeah. he was, he was getting the heat and taking it away from the match. It was. So for it almost first, backfired. Yeah. For the first three or four minutes of the match, people were chanting Logan sucks and F you Logan. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, this is disappointing. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe Sammy and Kevin, they're so good. They'll be able to take away from, take away those chants so they can get the focus back on them. And they did. And then the match just ended. And I want to be very, very clear for 10 minutes. This match ruled. Mm-hmm. It was so, so good. Yep. It was a type of wrestling that you never see in WWE. They did neck bumps. It was, it was so good. It was an it just match. ended. <laughs> yeah. It just ended. And it made me really sad because as soon as, as Kevin hit the center, I'm like, that is this all we're getting? And it was. Yeah. And then so after it's over, we get this really dumb. Again, I hate Logan Paul, so forgive me. But Logan Paul comes in the ring. He shakes Kevin's hand. And 
Sammy Zane's like, what do you do when you can't do that? So Logan Paul pushes Sammy out of the ring. He kind of, like, he gets a mixed reaction because people don't like him. Oh, uh, he got a chorus of booze. Yeah, so he mostly <laughs> got booze. And then so he lifts Kevin Owens' arm up. And as he's lifting up one of the biggest baby faces in the company, everybody loves him, right? Uh, he's getting booed. So as he lets go, Kevin like looks at his arm like he's disgusted that this idiot has touched him. And then he goes in to pretend like he's going to uh, shake his hand. And then he stone colds him, kicks him in the gut, stunner. Probably the biggest pop of the night. Uh, it was it was absolutely terrific. But I would just rather have not done this, not have Logan Paul part of this at all. And then we would have just had an extra five to seven minutes of Owens and Zane. I would have preferred another ten minutes, but hey. We can't all get what we want. I just, it was too, way too good to give it only 10 minutes. So Kyle, go ahead. What do you think? I mean, I, I pretty much agree with you on everything. Uh, great match, but Logan definitely took away from it. This is almost, I know I said in, in on night one that, you know, people were talking about Bad Bunny being a celebrity and possibly taking a spot from somebody. And I said, no, this is, that's BS. It elevated Priest so much and uh, put so many eyes on him and made him look so good. It's not that, you know, Owens and Zayn are going to suffer from this, from Logan Paul being out there. It definitely took away from their match, though. I don't think everybody, anybody is really going to, I mean, we'll probably remember the match, but like in WWE history, they're not going to go back and talk about how great of a match this was. They're probably just going to play Owens stunning Logan Paul, which, you know, eh, it's, it's good to have that moment there and Owens will always have that, but at the same time, his match is going to kind of get overshadowed by it. So this was an instance where the celebrity didn't really contribute a whole lot to the, at least the match. So yeah, it, good, great, you know, great match. I uh, wish it would have gone longer, but, and Logan Paul kind of took away from it. Yeah. Um, agreed. Like it was a good match. Um, I feel like they had a good little story going that they could have. I don't know. I love Sami Zayn. He's freaking insane. <laughs> Yeah, for real. I'm like, oh, I love. He's like so good at being annoying as hell. Um, but yeah, I wish they did more. They played more on that. And if Logan was gonna be there, I wish he was more involved in the match and maybe got taken out at the beginning, and then um, I don't know, came back at the end or something like that. Um, but yeah, just to get because they were they all noticed he was there, obviously. Right. So they should have like taken him out or like addressed him at the beginning. So then that way the crowd's like, cool, they addressed him. Now let's look at this match. Um, yeah. The, the, I, Kate, I agree with you. I think if Owens would have stunned him, maybe not stunned him, but at least punched him at the start and took him out. And since the Sami Zayn, you know, fired behind that and they went at it and Logan was down on the outside, he wouldn't have been the distraction. And then he could get up and try to help Sammy win or something like that. And then Owens stuns him in the, for the finale. I think that would have been a hundred times better. It wouldn't have actually taken away from the match. So uh, yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. It was just all kind of weird. <laughs> I don't really, yeah. I mean, I understand why he's out there because WWE is always trying to branch out and get other eyes on WWE. Obviously he has a large following on social media and the influencer thing. And he's been doing the boxing. So he's uh, gaining some um, interest there. So yeah, he's bringing a lot of eyes to WWE. But I wish he would have done more in the match or done something in the match. Um, sorry if my voice cracks in and out, by the way. Mania week. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, but, um, yeah, so if he did something more like that, 
Because he's able, he's obviously capable to. He's got like a black belt, and I used to watch his YouTube stuff, so like not not like kept up with it, but I've seen some of his older dorky stuff that he would do with his brother. Um, but yeah, so he's yeah he's an athletic dude, so he could have been placed better. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of it was kind of very wonky. I yeah I didn't really get what they were doing with him. They could have clarified it better, in my opinion. But it is what it is. It could have been worse. True. But it was fine. True. Yeah. It could have just been a shit match, and that would have made that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's no true. At least it was a good match, and they were just kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I am on Twitter kind of trying to follow what's happening right now, and Alexa Bliss just posted a photo of her with the ink all over her face and said, when you go swimming and didn't wear waterproof mascara. Oh, my God. I saw that. <laughs> it has absolutely made my day. It's um, so, so true. <laughs> After Owens and Zane, which was amazing and didn't have enough time, uh, we had Matt Riddle riding a scooter, um, talking to Great Kali, and he's like, I don't remember what he was trying to do. Like, trying to get him to invest in scooters or something. It was something weird. I don't, I don't have any idea. He- uh, but RVD comes out, and he like introduces RVD rolling paper, which I absolutely popped for. I mean, come on. Yeah. And uh, Matt Riddle basically treated Rob Van Dam like he was Santa Claus. Yeah. Like, he popped so hard for this guy. Matt, Matt Riddle, the Mark, popped so hard for Rob Van Dam. It made me so happy. Like, it's just it's just great. I He gave him some I of his think, rolling papers. Yes. I think <laughs> that Matt Riddle could be better suited in other roles. But he does this one really well. And it, it becomes, it can be really annoying. But for what he's given, I think he's doing a good job. But Matt Riddle versus Seamus was friggin' awesome. Like, absolutely incredible. And I'm interested to see if you guys agree with me on this. Um, I loved it. I mean, I absolutely loved it. Sure, there was a spot. There was one spot where Seamus was going to Irish curse Matt Riddle from the top rope, and he fell, okay? But he still held on, and instead of being, like, trying to climb back up the turnbuckle to, to... Make sure you get your spot in. No. He just did it on the ground and decides to go up on the turnbuckle and knee riddle in the chest. It was great. Yeah. It was so probably, good. Probably saved his life, too. Yeah. Yeah. He is an absolute professional. And then the ending, Matt Riddle does a lion salt, so a moonsault from the middle rope, and then Seamus bro kicks him in the face. He absolutely connects. That was not a blood pack. Yeah. This poor Buses Matt Riddle got absolutely destroyed. But he's an MMA fighter. He's used to it. Oh, he probably loves such it. a... Do what now? He probably loved it. We're all psychos. He probably did. Like, all of us wrestlers are psychos. We love bleeding. So I can imagine <laughs> him who actually, like, did UFC for, well, real wrestlers. Let me take that back. If you're a real, true wrestler, you are all into it. If you're someone who's not in, just there to be there, then no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Taste of blood, man. Yeah. But it was good. Sheamus is your new United States champion. I loved this match. Absolutely incredible. What What did you think of it overall, Kate? Um, no, I agree a hundred percent. I definitely enjoyed it. He, that's the first, I mean, I think I've seen Riddle wrestle before, but it was when he was newer to being brought up. So I don't know if it was like a nerve thing or what, yeah. but when I saw him, it was kind of awkward. So I'm like, why are, why is everybody like hyping this guy up kind of, um, but I get it. The jitters. I'm like, I have them. So I'm like, I can't judge. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so seeing him there in his element and then Sheamus, I've always been, like, a fan of Sheamus. I feel like he's um, definitely underrated and underappreciated. 
Um, I think he's definitely, people don't mention it, but he looked to me, I could see he's like a ring general. So I could imagine in the back um, how he is, but him and Riddle together was like really fun to watch. Um, And then, yeah, I agree that he, I hate, it's like such a pet peeve when something goes wrong in a match and you guys just try to redo it. It doesn't make sense. Everyone saw you guys screw it up. I'm sorry. I don't remember if I'm allowed to swear or not. I caught myself. Um. it's it's like everyone saw you screw it up and then you just try to do redo it like it, it's such like oh it, it makes me angry uh <laughs> but um yeah and especially something like that that's like high stakes like right away he knew he's like you know what not a good idea screw it just plan b so he went to plan b and it worked um i'm sure he was like kicking himself in the ass at the end but it is what it is nobody i mean with the exception of Riddle, who was kind of bleeding a little bit, but he was good. Uh, but other than that, like, everyone went home okay and everyone was safe. And that's something that I will always, always love about Seamus. He's always right. been so good at protecting people. Um, and from what I've seen, and I'm like, I feel like a lot of people nowadays um, forget about protecting the other person they're working. Because they just kind of want to go with whatever's going on and they don't. Think, I don't want to think, I don't want to say that they're like trying to intentionally hurt somebody because I don't think that's it, but they just forget like, oh, this person's life's in my hands. I, this, right. this is, wrestling is more than just moves. Like, um, so he's someone that, yeah, I love, I, I like watching him and, um, definitely study him for some, uh, big muscle moves. <laughs> <laughs> what you think, Kyle? Uh, I will say Seamus has previously actually not been a guy who, protects his uh his opponents he actually had a reputation of kind of being like a naya and i remember he kicked jeff hardy right in the mouth one time really? not that he's trying to do yeah. it on purpose but i will say hopefully he's learned his lesson and when he tried to catch matt riddle and was like i'm not gonna try to kill this guy i'm gonna save him and do this so maybe he has learned <laughs> and gotten better with age but um but i i did like this match a lot and honestly sheamus has been doing some of his best work uh, as of late uh, i actually liked his feud with jeff hardy even though like they, they were doing that whole DUI thing way too much um, last year when they were doing it. Um, but it, you know, it, they actually had some good brawls and stuff. And then he, he has program with drew, which I, I wish that would have been better as well, but w- at least between the ropes, it was all really good. Um, and so I almost think this was kind of like a reward for Seamus for kind of the work that he's been putting in yeah, and Riddle was here. It was good as well. Uh, this is probably his best, I mean, he, he works well with Seamus anyway because they kind of both are – they're tough dudes. They they lay it in and make sure it looks good. And, I mean, they had a match on Raw. It was actually the the time that I was in the Thunderdome for as a guest, and I got to watch the match, and they did really good there as well. Um, so they work well together. But this this was probably my favorite uh, match of Riddle that he's had since moving up to the main roster yeah. in WWE. And they, they both put on a, a really good match. I, I wish Riddle would have held on to it, but I think they – like I said, I think they want to kind of reward Sheamus for the work he's been doing. Hmm. And I think the belt was meant to go to Keith, Keith Lee over Riddle anyway, originally, um, you know, when they were taking it off Lashley. But it, I actually hope that they do kind of continue this because I like these two working together. Uh, they could build a long feud out, feud out of this and I'd be all for it. Mm-hmm. It's cre- I like, as you said it, I was like, oh, okay, I remember now. The whole <laughs> I was like, what? because it's weird anytime. So maybe that's why, because I stopped watching for a while 
And then once I started watching again, I'm like, damn, he's just like super safe with everybody. <laughs> yeah. So maybe yeah, that's maybe, why. Yeah. Okay, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Because I'm like, <laughs> get the past couple matches that I've seen, he's like over, if anything, over like protected people I've seen. Yeah. But yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move on to Apollo Crews versus Big E. And let me tell you why I had a problem with this. Because first of all, this match was friggin' great. I mean, these guys murdered each other. But here's my issue. First of all, the build-up was terrible. Big E has been destroying Apollo Crews, making him look like a geek. But secondly, this was a Nigerian drum fight. No drums. No drums! <laughs> Zero well, drums! they were there. They were there! I think, like, someone Irish whipped. I, I think maybe E Irish whipped Crews into it once. like And, like, he tried to attack him with the gong and missed. Like, that was a drum. This is a street fight. There was, was nobody putting somebody's head through a drum. I could not believe it. I know. It's the whole, like, WWE. It's like, that's that's their type of comedy. Yeah. I don't know. The match was fine. I've seen it three other times already. Honestly, I might even have liked their Fastlane match better. Like, I, I thought it was fine. And then Dabakato came in, and everyone pretended they didn't know who he was, even though he was... On a pay per view on a Raw Underground like six times and was drafted to Raw like six He was just wearing ago. a different shirt, basically. Yeah, then like, who's this guy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I'm not first of all, I am not gonna take anything away from Big E and Apollo Cruz. they they were absolutely incredible. I'm very happy that Apollo Cruz got his WrestleMania match because he has been working his tail off and he deserves more, in my opinion, than what he's been given. But you know what? It was a bad ending. It was a bad build up, it was a bad ending. I, I think it's I think it's fair to say. I really do. What do you think, Kyle? You know, I actually didn't know, and this might have affected my, you know, go. Uh, actually, I don't. Did we actually? I think we did vote for this match. I can't remember if it was part of our results or not. But yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We I'm pretty sure we all. Scotty, Scotty picked Cruz. Oh, he did. Okay, well, yeah, good on so, Scotty then. You know, they um, say Scotty doesn't know, but in this case, Scotty does know. God. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I I did not realize that Biggie was actually from Tampa. And just knowing WWE's track record, it, it, the last couple of years, for whatever reason, they just love beating people in their hometowns. And I don't know why, but as soon as he came on that promo and said, I'm from Tampa, I said, oh, no. <laughs> I just I, I just knew it. And I was like, he's, he's no pun intended. He's been beating Apollo like a drum this whole feud. And I was just waiting for it. I was like, I, 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 hope, not, I hope I'm wrong, but I know it's going to happen. And then sure enough, here comes Dob Kato, or whoever this man is, his twin that nobody knows. I, I don't like know. Commander Azim or something. Yeah. So he comes in, he, he makes it run in. I mean, the fans were just booing. They, this was the wrong kind of heat. Like they were just like, come on. Like it was that kind of heat. And yeah, Paul picks up the win from the, uh, the run in. And I'm glad Apollo's finally found, you know, a character that he can kind of sink his teeth into. The accent's kind of weird. Uh, if, I wish he would have just debuted like this and I could have bought it more, but he's been there a couple of years not having an accent and now he's just Nigerian all of a sudden. It's like, okay. He did the reverse selfie. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. And uh, which, yeah, it's just crazy and ironic that Biggie is, you know, his first few is that. But yeah, it good match. Didn't really care for the ending. And um, yeah, it, it, it was fine. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, it, I, oh, sorry. No, you go, go ahead. Um, no, I was gonna say, no, I love his new character. I want to yeah, say, too. and I could be wrong that I feel like he always, it wasn't, it's, this is definitely an exaggerated accent, but I think he always had an accent and he tried hiding it 
Because if you go back and listen to his older promos, I remember being like, why is he? That's why he was like so quiet all the time, I feel like. And he really overpronounced certain things. Um, I don't know. I'm weird. I, I like notice really random weird things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, I wonder if he has like an accent or something. Um, and so him doing and doing his character, which is him to obviously an extent, because this is who he is. Um, and I think it's and it's fun for me because I'm like, I'm a nerd. So like, it's cool learning like about like, I like history class and all that stuff. So like he throws random like history facts and like um, his promos and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's, I don't know if they're real or not, if it's just for the promo, but I'm like, if it's real, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so his gimmick, I love it now. As far as I agree with you, as far as the the execution leading up, I didn't like. Um, and then the kind of payoff was kind of wonky. Yeah. They, I feel like because... I'm all for, you know, like somebody like coming back and like, you know, they're not, I, I'm, I'm not done with you. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you eventually, whatever the case may be. But then if that's the case, I feel like the matches that they had earlier on shouldn't have been as lengthy. Right. They should have been like either quick or like Biggie, like somehow outsmarted. Um, Apollo. Uh, Apollo. I'm so sorry. I was like, crap. Uh, <laughs> I was trying really <laughs> hard not to say Creed. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, um, yeah, they just, yeah, I don't know. They could have definitely done better execution though, but yeah. I'm, oh, that's what I was trying to get. I was like, I lost my point and I found it. No, I'm all for like people like trying to come back and be like, no, I'm proving myself. I'm going to beat you, whatever, at any means necessary, which then would make sense why he had somebody randomly come in this match. Cause he's like, I can't beat him on my own. So now I need help. That exactly. way it puts him over as a heel and then yada, 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 happily ever after. But like. Yeah, I feel like the execution definitely could have been better. Yeah, I agree. So we got the Hall of Fame next. And what that includes, Kane, Rob Van Dam, the Bella Twins. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name that won the Warrior Award. I don't remember his name yet. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. I'm not good with names. Anyway. Yeah. He was uh, not Shad Gaspard. Is how there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, 2021 Hall of Fame. There you go. Uh, Raw Women's Title Match, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And this is a really weird one for me. So I'm going to let Kate go first. I want to know what you think because I, I it just, you go ahead. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, you seem like you have a lot to say. Um, well, first off, Rhea's my girl. I love yeah, her she's awesome. to death. Like when she came out at the May Young Classic, um, Again, I was biased because soccer player for 17 years and they talk about her being a soccer player. I was like, cool, us soccer girls got to stick together, you know? Uh, <laughs> but um, no, and then watching her and she like had talent and whatnot and she was like still fairly new at the Mayon Classic. I was like, she if she continues this, I was like, oh, I hope she did. And then she became what she is now, which I'm like, oh, you're a total badass because she's all like, eh, tongue out. And I'm like, tongue out. And she's all like, rock and roll, hardcore. And I'm like, you're awesome. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> sorry. But uh, <laughs> well, you're fine. Uh, I fangirl out for her. Um, I totally almost cried when she came to take over. I was in the crowd uh, for the Chicago War Games. Yeah. She came out. I was like, wow. I was like screaming and I was being a dweeb. Anyway, sorry, it doesn't matter. Um, but no, this match with Asuka, I thought it was really good. 
I wish there was more story there. It kind of just felt like it was thrown together because I think Charlotte, right, she couldn't be at this WrestleMania because of COVID or something? Correct. So it just was kind of thrown together. Um, they're just kind of like, bring in really Ripley. <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, I don't know. I think they had a good match. Um, Rhea looked freaking amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I liked it. Um, I just wish there was more substance behind it because yeah. obviously for, I, you guys already talked about the Sasha Bianca match, but the yeah. Sasha and Bianca match obviously had all this passion behind it. You know, they gave all the videos and like the behind the scenes and pushing her and stuff like that. So we were there to have that moment with her where Rhea Ripley, she had that moment, but not really because she didn't have that yeah. same build up. So it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I wish that Rhea Ripley wasn't the person that they picked for Asuka only because they, she just got called up to the main roster and she just got like a title shot again. I think she just cause she's extremely talented. And after the match that her and Charlotte had last year, um, I think she deserved it. But at the same time, it was just, I don't know. They, they could have. I wanted so much more for her. I think again, bias. So I think, um, the way I do, but yeah, it, it could, it, it would have been a million times better with more substance and story behind it. Yeah, I agree. So here's my problem with this match. And it's not that the match is bad because it wasn't. The match is actually very, very good. I think my issue with this match is it just wasn't what I expected. Like we talked about, how two absolutely incredible athletes maybe just don't click, even though they're both just incredible. And I kind of feel like that's what happened here. Like, I don't know. Asuka is, in my opinion, the greatest women's wrestler in the world. Like, I think she's incredible. I And I love Rhea Ripley. I just, This match just didn't click for me. And I don't know if it's because I had just seen Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks absolutely kill the night one main event. And that that's my only real concern. It also might be like, we talked about this in night one as well. I think the reality is they have to give you a reason to care for matches. And I don't need that as much because I love just seeing the, the poetry inside the ring, but it was, it was, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. And I, I thought it was good. Like at, when the match was over, I texted the guys and I'm like, yes, this was very good. But it just wasn't special, and it's WrestleMania, so I just it yeah. just that wasn't good enough for me, and I, I I hate to say that because I love Oscar and Rhea, but yeah, you wanted know. more to it. You wanted a yeah. Sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of like a match, which again, yeah, it was sad, but that's why yeah. I think it took away from it. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. Um, I think. Uh, uh, Kate, you might have, you might have said it, uh, but I, I'm still on the boat that Rhea should have won against Charlotte last year because uh, that was the special moment. That was the story that she had, and I think people wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And it would have right. been very similar to how Bianca got her with Sasha. I think they they learned their lesson from last year, but uh, yeah, her being thrown in at the last minute like this didn't help things. Um, and like we said, it's not like the match was bad, but. I think we all just expected more because Rhea is so great. And so is Asuka. And I felt like 
right when the match kind of started going for me, it ended. Yeah. And I feel like if they wrestled again, of course, uh, spoiler alert, uh, I just saw that Charlotte just came back on Raw, attacked Rhea and Asuka. So it looks like they're setting a triple threat up between all of them, mm-hmm. which I'd be down for. But I felt like even if Charlotte hadn't come back, if Asuka and Rhea had a rematch at Backlash um, a month from now, it'd be much better because they'd have time to put a better story together other than you're not ready for Oscar. Yes, I am. And then, you know, dude, that's basically all they did. So, uh, yeah, I think with more time and more time to invest, it could be better. Um, so yeah, I, I'm in agreement that it was a good match, uh, but wasn't special, wasn't great. And, uh, so for that reason, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, after this, we have Titus and Hulk Hogan are out there. Uh, and Bailey comes out and interrupts them. And Bailey's being amazing, as Bailey always is. Um, she says, hit my pyro. And then all sorts of fireworks come out, uh, even though she has no match. Um, and then the Bella Twins come out and insult her and attack her. Uh, and, and thankfully, they get booed. And I know <laughs> Bailey's a heel. And I, I, I'm not trying to be mean to the Bella Twins, right? Like, they, they definitely have a place in history. I know indie wrestlers. Like, I've interviewed them. <laughs> That have specifically said, I got into wrestling because of Total Divas. Yeah. Right? Sounds familiar? Oh, I thought you were yes. going somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, people that you know, Kyle. So, yes, they go, huh. I got into wrestling because of Total Divas. So, like, I would, and I I always thought that the reality show, all the reality stuff in WWE was crap and a waste of time, but it has definitely brought new viewers in. With that said... Bailey is one of the biggest stars, male or female, in the entire company. They're, she's getting beat up by two women that are retired, just both had kids. I just, I, no one wanted to see it. Nobody wanted to see it. Also, this is kind of Becky Lynch's fault because she's been teasing for two days that she's going to show up at WrestleMania and we get the Bella Twins insulting Bailey instead. Yeah. I absolutely despise this. I hated it. <laughs> now, Kate, what did you, tell me what you thought. All right. So I'm actually going to call going last on this. I'm going to let everyone okay. get there. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Kyle. Mine's going to yeah. be interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never liked the Bellas. Um, <laughs> it's just, uh, I was actually surprised when you said, she, I get that they brought a lot of eyes to wrestling yeah. from uh, reality TV. I'm telling you, uh, multiple female indie wrestlers have told me uh, they man. they specifically not, started watching wrestling because of that. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. It's just that, and I was like, not even, I even told somebody, I was like, listen, I get it's the WWE Hall of Fame, and I mean, William Shatner is in there now. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, an Observer Hall of Fame where you have a ton of people who vote and it's hard to get in type thing. But like, right. Even if you do the Bellas, like, why now? Because, like, I was even, there were some people who were, like, arguing against, you know, Molly Holly. And I was like, no, she did, like, she had a long career. She, you know, contributed a lot, you know, to one of the most popular uh, eras of wrestling. She's so well liked. I was totally fine with my, uh, with Mighty Molly or Molly Holly getting in. Um, and she was, you know, in multiple companies. She has a storied career. So I think it was fine. The Bellas getting in like off a reality TV show. I was just like, really? Just cause they haven't really done a whole lot 
as you know, as wrestlers. Yeah. They've, you know, yeah. So I've never been that big a fan of them. Uh, I'm sure that's why they got booed out here. So she comes out there and they, you know, they attack Bailey, who everybody loves, and they didn't want to see. They were like, "We want Bailey to beat these girls up," and uh, and like you said, Becky was, you know, teased. She teased night one for like ever. She was teasing to come back, and this was kind of the rumor spot everybody thought they were building to, and it didn't happen. So I think it was compounded, you know, all that together to be, you know, the Bella's just getting booed out of the building, and supposedly they're coming back for another run. Oh. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, the Bellas just don't do it for me. I'm sorry. All right. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so again, we have to keep reminding ourselves <laughs> mm-hmm. that WWE is both like wrestling and entertainment now. It's not just wrestling. That's yes. why they have like the celebrities in it and what and Hall of Fame and whatnot. Um, from a wrestler perspective, no, um, because right. again, in just, my, just no. yeah, <laughs> um, from my perspective, I'm like the talent that they had near the end of their careers is what they should have had when they started their careers. Um, yeah. again, I'm not there. I don't know their stories. I can't speak of how hard they trained, if they trained, what they trained, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Um, maybe some people just take longer. I can't tell you. But from a, they were definitely the. I always call them the Kardashians of WWE. Yes, which, right. Which I know that they've said before too. But again, there are. They did bring in um, a whole different, like how you guys said already earlier. They hold a. They. Can I talk today? I'm sorry. You're fine. They brought in. An entire new viewing audience. Um, And so because of that, again, business decision, it's very smart because now they brought in more eyes to put on everybody. Um, Again, sucks for the people that like my, well, I believe myself to be, which is a diehard wrestling fan. Therefore, I am trying to be a diehard wrestler the most I can. Um, so yeah, it stinks when you see people like them who are more on the celebrity aspect, we'll say, of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, then yeah, that bothers me. But again, I gotta remember it's WWE, it's entertainment, so there's somebody for everybody. And, you know, there's people I'm for me personally, like I'm like a tomboy, I'm a punk kind of kid, like whatever you wanna call me, that's more so my territory. I'm not like the model chick right. or whatever. So there are people and there are females that they're not going to gravitate gravitate towards me because that's not their style. You know what I mean? So I have right. to respect that. So in retrospect, I like, I not retrospect. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> so from their perspective, them not liking me, I understand that I respect it. So I have to think the same for them like somebody being my fan, I have to respect that person just as much as somebody being their fan because right. I can't help who they like, who they don't like. This is who you're into. Awesome. I'm a big John Cena, Lita fan. Um, somebody that I like, uh, who was it that I was saying that I, one of my favorite matches is Undertaker, Jeff Hardy for a ladder match. It was amazing. Yeah, and it's fun lot, too. Uh, again, that's our opinions, but I've been told 
really that's your favorite matches out of like the Stone Colds and the Eddie Guerreros and the yada 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 yadas. Um, so again, because that's that's what got me into wrestling. That's my perspective. So and the yeah. other people. At least you didn't say it. Melina versus Alicia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> True. That is true. But given I love Melina, Melina also doesn't get as much credit. She was before. It's true. It's true. So that's why I always, when people like say that, I'm like, Alicia Fox, maybe, because she's a little bit wild. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but when it comes to like the Melina, like, yeah, I don't know. That's a whole different discussion. But yes, that's my opinion. Like, so from a wrestling perspective, no. But again, we got to remember that WWE's entertainment. So for a WWE Hall of Fame, yeah. But I think that they should have waited till they were like 60 years old. I don't think it should have yeah. been right now. So I don't have an issue with them going to the Hall of Fame. I just had an issue with them going over Bailey. That's what bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, going over on Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Nobody liked it, but yeah. It is. I almost think it was like a, if Becky wanted to come back and do it, they kind of let that spot open. And yeah. maybe she didn't feel comfortable or decided not to. And the Bellas kind of got the spot in, just in case. Because otherwise, like, why would they, it wasn't like they were, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know any other reason why they would just hold that spot for the Bellas or something. I mean, you hold that spot for a Stone Cold, a Rock, or a Hogan to come out and beat up a guy just for a segment. But for the Bellas, um, yeah, nah. Yeah. yeah I, don't I, don't really other I don't really know what they're thinking there. Um, I yeah. don't know if it's because they're still, I know, like, don't get me wrong. I watch Total Bellas. Like, to me, it's. Even from a wrestler perspective, it's fun to watch because, I mean, I'm looking for other reasons. Like, I'm seeing behind-the-stage stuff for, like, wrestling. So, yeah. I'm looking at for those purposes. But, again, don't get me wrong. I'll watch those dorky, like, housewife shows every once in a while. Like, not the – not, like, uh, the – like, uh, like mob wives, kind of, where they're actually – they kind right. of get aggressive. At <laughs> <laughs> Girls Club, those are the kind of, like – uh, like we'll say reality TV shows, even though they're not, um, that I watch right. it's not like the, how, I don't know. There's so many of them, but yeah, the ones that are actually entertaining to me, not where they're just sitting around coffee, drinking coffee and wine and at like two in the morning. Um, <laughs> is that your dream life? No. <laughs> um, oh my, dream, my dream life is to, uh, I don't know. We're not going to get into that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um no yeah so that's my opinion hmm. okay. My, okay, this is my, okay this is my last thing i'm gonna say about it uh go ahead i'm sorry no my best friend um that i've had since preschool she um isn't she's never been a wrestling fan but she knows wrestling because of them because she watches those shows she watches right. those kind of housewife shows so it's funny because one day her and i just started talking about wrestling i'm like wait a minute how the hell did you know this so right. yeah so i'm like stuff like that i'm like so that that that's what i think WWE is trying to do they're trying to make it for literally when they say it's for everyone they're literally trying to make it for everyone that that way everybody could always be talking about it someone like me and her who we're best friends, but we're completely opposite for a lot of different things. But we could so still talk about that. My stepdad, you know, I could talk about stuff with him because he's entertained by something he watches, even though he's not a wrestling fan. So I think that's the end goal of WWE. And if that's what they're doing, then uh, so be it. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Well, let's talk about... Sorry, that was super long. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I, I record with Kyle all the time, so I'm used to I'm used to people being long winded. 
<laughs> Let's talk about this absolutely amazing main event. And if either one of you disagree with me, I'm going to kick you out of the room. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Edge versus Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. I, I just loved it so much. Right? So much. And it was only 22 minutes. And, like, I would have been okay if it went another three or four. But I was also okay with it ending where it did. I just... And a lot of triple threat matches, you have two guys in the ring... They toss out the third guy. He lays out the ring half dead. And then you have a singles match, and then the other guy gets in. They toss another guy out, and you have another singles match. This did not happen. This match was so well put together. So well put together. You had Jey Uso making an appearance at the beginning. He was taken out. And then you had to make a resurgence at the end. I just... Two concertos. Ugh. Unfortunately, I saw someone online say that uh, Edge didn't have any help because the, the drive from Jacksonville to Tampa was too long to hit the other half of that concerto. <laughs> but I loved every little bit about this match. Kyle, would you like to go first and tell me your thoughts? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, this was an awesome triple threat match. Um, everybody play their role. Great. Uh, it, it was funny because we kind of talked about a little bit that, uh, edge got like the biggest pop of the night. He was yeah. the, the most over all the fans loved him. And yet they decided to make him a heel for the story. Uh, so it was, it was just kind of funny. Um, but he played his role. Well, he's, he's still, and I could buy it as well. Like I could see fans liking him and see him still being this character. Cause he's been the rated R superstar before. So right. it wasn't too crazy out of the realm. So it didn't bother me that much that he was a heel, but it was just kind of funny. And to the point even that some people were actually, I heard, booing Daniel Bryan in the crowd a little bit at some points. I mean, he was still probably the second most popular here. But, um, yeah, some people said that he was getting some boos because they were so into Edge. Uh, and then Roman was just getting all the boos. But here, it was perfect because he was a heel finally. And he was getting all the live crowd boos. And he was just eating it up. And he was like, he, like, he powerbombed Daniel through the, through the table. And everybody was booing him. And he was just like, yeah, bring it on. And I was like, oh, I love this Roman. Like, it's so so much better this way. Like, when he can actually embrace it and it actually makes sense. And he's not trying to play like he's a good guy. And the fans are just booing him out of the building. Like, it works so well. And then Edge came and speared him off the stairs. Like, it, it, it had so many great moments. It was uh, a really good match. Um, it was, it, I will say, we did have Bianca going over on night one that helped but it was weird that for the Universal and WWE Championships, the heels ended up winning in both scenarios. It's the first time ever. Really? Yeah, so it, it was a little odd. And this was like the last match of the Mania weekend. So I I picked Roman to win. I thought he would win. Um, so it's not that I didn't like him winning, but it was just kind of another like, you didn't really get the happy moment to end WrestleMania. Like, I enjoyed the match, but it wasn't like, you know, the... The same feeling I got when Bianca won. Uh, I, I kind of got that, you know, the first night. So, I don't know. It, it didn't really take away from the match that much. But uh, the other question I had coming out of it, though, was like, what's next? Like, I hope maybe it's a big year of Cesaro that could come up ahead. But, I mean, other than that, Reigns has kind of just destroyed everybody. So, right. it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But I don't know what's going to happen to Edge and Daniel Bryan. And, um so yeah, it it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, it just wasn't 
that was the one thing, if there was any negative I could say about it was that it just wasn't the special happy ending or anything. Like I'm pretty sure they did have fireworks at the end, but it didn't really seem as appropriate because it was Roman Reigns whose hand was lifted. So it, it was, it was a good match. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it as a match, but yeah, it just wasn't that there wasn't that cherry on top or, you know, the, the, the special moment that like the Bianca win had to put it over the edge. Okay. what you think, Kate? Uh, I loved everything. <laughs> like from beginning to end, it just all made sense um, to me. And I like the fact that we didn't get that cherry on top because yeah. there is a next year. And I think in my opinion, Edge deserves that, like, he's a real, you know, he's a real wrestler. He's a real worker, right? Right. He wants everybody to, like, sit and, like, salivate and want him to get that title or that win or whatever the case may be. So, he's definitely, I could see him milking this out. And that's what I love about it. But the match beginning and end, I mean, you got three awesome dudes in there. Yeah. That, you know, freaking Roman now, he's in his element being a heel. Daniel Bryan's freaking Daniel Bryan. Edge is, right. you know, Edge. Like, this is a great match. Um, I would have been very surprised and upset if this did not turn out to be a good match at all. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just I I don't really have words for it. Like, it was it was great. And, like, from a wrestling perspective or a wrestler perspective watching it, it was very educational, we'll say. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, ugh, I I loved it. Like, it, it, they got you into it. They made you think Edge was going to win and didn't happen. And then Rowan, oh, my God, the finish. Hello. He pinned both of them at once. Like, that was freaking genius. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, oh, my God, you're such a dick. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, oh my what, gosh. what douchier thing can you do than be like, Psh, I didn't be one of you. I'd be both of you at the same yeah. time. You know what I mean? Right. So. That's good. And he's like, I'm the chief of this. So yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Okay. All right. Let's, let's, uh, we're going to grade WrestleMania, but before we do that, I want to talk about match of the night. So Kyle, I'm going to let you start match of the weekend. And I think you've kind of already said, but overnight one and two pick one match that you, that really stands out ahead of the pack. Um, one that stands out ahead of the pack, uh, it's gotta be Bianca and, uh, Sasha. Like, I just thought it was tremendous, it, which is actually when we were talking about like an Oscar and Rhea not having a build, it's actually funny that Bianca and Sasha didn't have the best build either, but it was almost right. like the video package they played before and their characters and them just telling the story in the ring. It really just made me forget about all that stuff. And not to say that that stuff isn't important because it really should be. But I remember going in, we were like, this story wasn't the best going in because Bianca and Sasha were like, you know, making each other lose in tag matches. And some people were saying that, why is Bianca even losing any matches? But honestly, like, I forgot all about that once they were working in the ring. So, yeah, it, it's uh, that, that's probably my top match of the whole weekend. Okay. What you got, Kate? Oh, that's tough. Um, get back to me. You go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Bianca and Sasha almost takes it for me. 
But I gotta go with that triple threat. I mean, I love triple threat matches, and I think it's really, really hard to pull off. And there was one spot that we kind of glossed over that Edge had Roman Reigns in the crossface. And Daniel Bryan comes and puts his arm, his other arm, behind his back, in between his legs, and does his crossface. And then Edge and Daniel Bryan are murdering Roman Reigns with like this piece of chair in his mouth. Yes. As they're headbutting awesome. each other. Oh my God, that was so cool. I'm telling you, it was one of the coolest visuals I've ever seen. And I remember sitting there, I you, I totally forgot about that. That was like the best yeah. part. Yeah, and I remember sitting there thinking like, because he grabbed like the part of the chair and he like looked at it. And yeah. Like, what the hell? And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, that's supposed to happen? That had happened, yeah. right? Like he had me, que- he had like, me questioning yeah. so i'm like i don't believe it was supposed to happen i think it just happened so but hey whatever either way it was terrific it was a great shot this yeah. whole match was incredible i absolutely loved it um that is my match of the weekend that's the one that looking back on this wrestlemania that'll be the first one that comes to my mind along with bianca and sasha um so good all right My favorite part of WrestleMania this weekend has to be the Bella Twins going into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, No, but like I'm, I was like on the fence too. And that's why I was like, get back to me because it was between the Bianca and Sasha match or it was Mm -hmm. between the triple threat because you have all that emotion behind like the Sasha Bianca match. So that's why I kept like flip flopping, but it's like, I have to go with the triple threat because it was just so like, I don't know it. Like how you said, it was such a good triple threat match and it's not your typical triple threat match that you see where there's just two guys in guy gets thrown out. Okay. Another guy in, but then that guy gets thrown out. So like they actually flowed and they kept it moving and it made sense. So yeah. Yeah. Agree. 1000%. All right. Let's be negative Nancy's for a second. Let's pick the worst match of the weekend. Uh, Kate, will let you go last as well. <laughs> okay. Time. Uh, and Kyle, I think we're going to agree on this. So I'm just going to say it really quickly and I'll let you go into it if you want to. Uh, the women's tag team turmoil. That was the low spot of the weekend for me. Um, even though I thought Orton and Fiend was ridiculously stupid. I did not love the women's tag team match. I just thought it was poorly put together. Uh, too many botches. Not for me. What do you think? I probably would have to agree, but man, Orton and Bray <laughs> I knew is like right there with it. Like it, it's really close. It's really I, mean, I love that Kate loves it so much and we hate it so much. It's just so great. I mean, if Orton and Bray had been like a good match, uh, you know, there obviously no question, like storyline aside, but really it wasn't even like the only thing I can remember from it was Fiend took three DDTs and then got RKO'd. Like yeah. other than that, like I can't even remember the actual match. I remember all the visuals, but yeah, that was it. But just for that, there was no build really. The teams didn't even feel like they belong there, and it was like not even like on par with a good TV match. I think yeah, the tag turmoil match was probably the worst. Okay, Kate. Yeah, the now when you say tag turmoil, are you talking about the title? The night match? one. 
No, yeah, the night one that had the five different Gauntlet. teams. Oh, you yeah. mean the actual like all oh, that match? Um, see, well, I mean, I liked it because of the Riot Squad, though. So that's why. I do love the Riot Squad. Yeah, they saved it for me. I think they they were freaking they were killing it. Um, yeah. But no, I have to go with the women's tag match only because I'm like I couldn't get into it, like the champion tag championship match. Okay. I was just like, yeah, they're doing stuff and it's good, but I'm like, I don't really, nobody's really, you know, like how we were talking about earlier, nobody really had that energy that was needed. It was just right. kind of like, we're here and we're fighting, but I need, I don't know, I just wanted more intensity, I guess. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I do. So let's grade WrestleMania together as a weekend, uh, which I think would be difficult to do. Um, and I also want to know, as you guys are grading it, what night you preferred. Uh, Kyle, I'll let you go first. If I had to grade it overall, uh, I kind of agree. We had talked briefly after night one, uh, and I felt similar to night two, but I think I enjoyed night one a little bit more um, between the two nights. But there were several, I think you said this, Matt, uh, the, at least night one was up and down show and, yeah. uh, night two was pretty similar, but I felt like it was more, uh, down and then up. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I can't give it an A cause it definitely had, it fell short in, you know, several categories. Uh, but there were some really, really high uh, moments on both nights. So you can't like give it like a bad rating or below average rating, so if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a mid to low B, maybe a you know B minus, but I'd probably go closer to a B just because the highs were so great with Bianca and Sasha, uh, the triple threat main event. Uh, even Drew and Bobby was a good match. Cesaro, Seth, there were so many good things going for it. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, like it was boring or, you know, whatever. Even the, the bad matches that were there, they didn't eat up uh, like a bunch of the show. There wasn't anything that was like completely ridiculous other than Orton Bray. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it was, you know, for the most part, an enjoyable weekend. And honestly, yeah. I kind of prefer this format over the like eight hour shows that they yeah. were doing like in one great. night. Like I'm totally cool with like two mania nights and having two main events and you know, that type of format going forward. Cause I mean, WrestleMania, when it comes to town, it's basically takes over the city for a weekend anyway. So why not? So yeah. I like the format cause it, it lets you do a, tight three hour show and then do it the next night. And, you know, you kind of get a chance to refresh and all that. So um, if I had to pick, I'd say night one was best, but overall I think it was a solid B uh, WrestleMania. Okay. Kate, are you ready to go? Would you like uh, me to go first? I'll do I'll go this time. I'll let you. First. Okay, go ahead. Um, So I think the second night was better than the first. Yeah. And I'd have to give it a solid B plus. Um, the only reason why I guess I wouldn't give it an A is because there's still like a little, like there still needed to be a little bit more, but that's just my opinion. Uh, okay. Because there were like how we were talking about, there was like a lack of this, that, or the other thing. Um, but I mean, I definitely think this is one of the best WrestleManias that we've had in a long time. That is a fair point to say significantly better than last year's right well yeah 
Well, yeah, mainly because there was no crowd. That just killed yeah. it. But um, Last year was rough. Yeah, it was rough, but they, they did the best that they could. And we got there's like decent matches, obviously. Yeah. But I even say like even in a couple years prior than that, like there's been great matches years prior, but I mean, as far as an all around WrestleMania, like I think it's because of how they split it up better too. Um, yeah. It made it easier to watch. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, this is really hard for me to grade. You know, I don't watch a lot of WWE anymore. We watch a lot more AEW. And it's difficult because half of the matches I thought were absolutely stellar. There were only like two that I just didn't really get into. But the others were just kind of there. And I think my issue is the fact that this is WrestleMania because this was an absolutely wonderful show. And I... There's just not a lot of WrestleMania moments to me from this show. I, I know I'll look back, in five years I'll look back, and I'll go, man, Bianca and Sasha, man, that triple threat match was good. Ah, oh, remember when Cesaro got his first win? Now he's a 19-time WWE champion? That's my dream. <laughs> um, I just don't know. As a show overall, I'm not sure that I... I'm not sure that I agree that it is one of the best that we've had in a long time. I, I don't know. And I think a big part of that is because some of the things that I was really excited for, like AJ's match or Fiend and Orton, I, it just didn't do anything. For, or Asuka and Rhea. Like, I was so excited for it, even though it had basically no buildup. I just, I don't think this WrestleMania clicked with me, even though the highs were exceptionally high. Mm. So I'm going to give this show a B-, minus. actually. Um, I did not enjoy it as much as I did the Royal Rumble. I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as the last couple AEW pay-per-views. I just, I don't know. But I will tell you one thing. I am absolutely stoked the fans are back. Yes. That Me that too. was an amazing thing. <laughs> For yeah. sure. So, yeah. It was so great to see. Um, and you can talk about social distancing. People weren't wearing their masks and everything. And that's an entirely different discussion. But the discussion I'm trying to make is, Look, normalcy. Yes, we are trying to get back to normal. It was nice to see 25,000 people cheering on professional wrestling again. I mean, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. So, anyway, with all that said, Kate, thank you so much for hanging out with us of course. this past 90-ish minutes. Oh, wow. Tell us how we can find you on uh, social media. All right, where can you find me? Let's see if I remember. Um, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, Miss the Kate. 11 that is m-i-s-s-a-k-a-t-e one one um and i have a patreon that is also miss kate 11 if you're always looking for ways to support i know i always get um asked how well that's how and then um i have a youtube channel that i have a my little vlog thingies that i post they're uh, great too thank you i'm i'm working on a couple more i've been School hit me hard. <laughs> they were right. like, oh, you have spring break coming up? Here's homework every single day. Uh, yeah. But, um, no, I'm working on it. But uh, there are some, and there will be a Mania one coming soon, so make sure you check out my YouTube channel. Awesome. That's great. I can't wait for that. When that happens, please let me know. I will. We will more, be more than happy to share it for you. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Kyle. Yes. Give me your socials, bro. Uh, well, one, I don't have any more. <laughs> That's true. Uh, That's yeah. a whole other story. Uh -oh. Yeah. Uh, my Facebook got hacked, so I don't have access to it anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, at oh. all. Yeah. So, RIP Facebook. Uh, but, 
you can still find me on Instagram at Kyle.Polly. And Miss, I actually just added you. So <gasps> thank you. If you don't accept me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I'm on Instagram, Kyle.Polly. Um, and that's the only place you can find me at this moment. <laughs> you can find me at Wrestle Life Matt on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> you can follow us all on Instagram and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio. I can't stop laughing. And at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. Kate, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Thanks very much to Bianca Pirelli for being on night one. Uh, Kyle, thank you as always for uh, ranting for the last two and a half hours. It was a very fun show. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you again for putting up with us. Thank you again for supporting us. Thank you again for being here. Without you guys, there would be no show. We hope you all have an absolutely wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks, guys. Thank you.